proudly brought to you by Dan Bats. Dan Bats makes pro-quality wooden baseball bats for all ages at an affordable price. Dan Bats, the best Dan wood in the game. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Casual Sweats. My name is Josh. This is a podcast about video games. Evan Small, my co-host, has entered the chat. What's up, Evan? What's going on, everyone? Hey, this is episode two. This is uh, our record for concurrent episodes of a podcast that have actually worked. And I'm saying this as we're recording. So... At the end of this episode, we may find out that's not true, but I'm just going to assume it's true. Yeah, we're going to go with that, and we're good here. This is going to record perfectly. We will not have technology issues. There's going to be zero issues. Evan, how has your week been? We are... I think I think last week when we were talking about it, you were excited for Cyberpunk 2077, which comes out on December 10th. We'll talk about that later. But we're just a few days away from that. Um, how's your week been? Anything cool or exciting going on? As of today, being Monday, so far the week is smooth. Can't complain. Woke up pretty motivated today. But uh, solid weekend. Got some good games in here and some exciting news about some of the performance of those gameplays. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got to play. Dude, my Sunday-Monday combo now is fantastic. I used to not look forward to, like, nobody likes Mondays, really. But getting to play D&D on Sundays and then recording this on Mondays... It, like my Sunday Monday combo is great. So like getting back into the work week is a breeze now. Cause I know I'm going to be recording casual yeah. sports on, on Monday evening. We so. got something exciting to look forward to that definitely yeah. leads us into the week. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, cool. So let's jump into it. We, we've got a lot of stuff to cover this week. Um, there's a lot of things coming up this week, a lot of important video game stuff happening this week, but we also are planning some things. Um, and so I thought it'd be cool to talk about some of the stuff that we have coming up that we want to do. Um, the first of those being a game of the year discussion. Um, and this would essentially be us giving you, the listeners, a definitive, totally accurate, 100% uh, reliable, unbiased, unbiased zero objective. errors, objective list of ranked video games from best to worst either a top 10 or top five we'll we'll figure it out in the moment um but either way that goes we'll be right about that too uh and we're gonna tell you what the best games of 2020 are um but in order to do that we need to put together a list of games so evan and i are going to be putting our recommendations and nominations on the list but i think we would like to have listeners put their recommendations on the list as well. Um, so if you're interested in doing that, you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash uh, casual sweats pod. I had to remember our URL for a second <laughs> uh, or our, our email address. If you're, if you love the email, then you can send us an email at casual sweats pod at gmail.com um, and give us your recommendations for game of the year. But uh, I, I feel like I know the answer to this, Evan, but any, any like inclinations like front runners, um, that you have in mind already? Oh boy. So I, this is coming from a person who doesn't have the PS5. So there's a whole plethora of games that I, I clearly haven't been exposed to. If, but, if we're being honest, there's not 
that many exclusive PS5 games. So it's like it's like two Fair. or three that are just on the PS5. Yeah. So if I were to go with though the game that I've picked this year, it was just the release of The Last of Us Two. So that's at least one. But I've also, if I were to like actually look at you know how you get those user reports with your phone. This is mm-hmm. how long you've been on your phone and you know, wasting time or whatever. I if I were to get one of those for my PS five without a doubt warzone like i've been playing that in call of duty the most of the time so that's got to be up in that list i'm sure i used to be very much against putting multiplayer only games on game of the year lists um and it's just because i'm an old school like curmudgeon uh bet you didn't hear think you were gonna hear that word today word of the day um curmudgeon uh but i it's i just i for some reason like for a long time, it really bothered me to put multiplayer games on a game of the year list because I just I always felt like it's a multiplayer game, like it's not even a real game, like it's not a full game. But uh, I've kind of come around on that. Like Overwatch. So when I was doing the last video game podcast that I did, Overwatch was big, and it ended up on a game of the year list once. And I was like, I couldn't like I couldn't let it go. It didn't win, but I was like this game shouldn't even fucking be on this list. I don't understand what's happening. Um, and I, am still not a fan of overwatch. If you like overwatch, that's fine. But, uh, you know, since then we've gotten a ton of really, really good battle royales, apex, Fortnite, Warzone, um, you know, fall guys, if you want to call fall, <laughs> fall guys, a, a battle royale, um, of sorts. But, sense. um, yeah, I'm coming around to it. So I'm, I'm also, I'm right there with you with the last of us part two and Warzone for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm positive that those will at least end up on the list. Um, but there's there's a lot of stuff that came out. And if you're looking for a report on what you did on your PS4, or I, I only know that this works for PS4, but it could it, there could be a thing like this for Xbox as well. Steam, like you can see your playtime in Steam games um, too. So it's, it's already there on PC. But for PS4, I'll try and find it and put it in the show notes. Um, there was a thing I got last year. It might've been directly from PlayStation if I'm remembering correctly, but it was like a Spotify year wrap. Um, but for PlayStation, so it, like gives you the amount of time that you spent in like a bunch of different games. Your, uh, your, like your top game categories, um, like trophies you earned and like, it gives you like a bunch of stats, um, and I liked it, but it was also a little bit alarming to see how much time I was spending on video games uh, throughout right. the course of a year. So I'm, I'm not going to look into that at all because I, I will <laughs> immediately be filled with regret and sorrow right. and shame. But <laughs> right, there's well, a lot of video game playing that. over here. <laughs> um, yeah, listeners, if you want to see that, I'll try and find that uh, and put it in the show notes so you guys can look at that for yourselves unless you're like Evan and that would throw you into a spiral of depression live in your bubble don't address the problems that you have in your life like i i've just completely decided to live in ignorance and and yes. not ignorance but denial uh that it even is a problem so i i can look at that and mm. and be fine because i i just refuse to admit that it's a problem so <laughs> um everything's fine over here uh oh yeah so, yeah, so we're going to put that together. So if you guys want to send in um, suggestions for uh, what your what your picks for the game of the year would be or nominations. Um, and I, I would say also give us like 
you know, a little bit of why you feel, don't just like send a list of games, like tell us why you feel like those games belong on a game of the year list. Um, and then we'll talk through that. And I, I think we'll probably also have uh, a guest or maybe two to help us um, like a, as we're doing the game of the year discussion uh, episode to help us narrow those down, talk through that list um, and come up with our uh, definitive ranking. So stay tuned for that. That's I, I would say probably in De- or uh, not in December. We're in December, probably sometime in January, Evan, we can do that. Um, that way we give the year time to close out, you know, holidays are behind us and, and see how these upcoming releases end up going. That's right. <laughs> Cyberpunk still has to come out. Um, there's a couple, we'll get into it, but there's a couple <clears throat> big games coming from like, you know, last gen to current gen now. Um, so those technically count, although like, I don't know if I'd necessarily put them on the list, but like destiny two is coming to PS five, uh, and Xbox one X or Xbox series X. I'm going to do that forever. By the way, that naming convention is the stupidest naming convention (laughs) in the whole world. Um, but anyway, so that's coming up. And then, um, uh, do you want to talk about streams here, Evan too? Yeah. So one of the things, Given that we're recording on Mondays, we would like to begin streaming after this as well, and would like to have some of our friends, potential fans, and people just join in good company. Um, we've had, like we said on the last episode, we had a blast with the extra life stream, and, and do want to be streaming more frequently, but uh, just be a really fun way to see us play in real time unedited so that we won't be just posting clips of how good we are when that's clearly not the case yeah and it'd just be fun to hang out with some people so keep an eye out for any uh schedules regarding that but you know after recording we plan to start streaming afterwards yeah i would say just keep an eye on like yeah we'll we'll try and put out a schedule as much as possible but also just keep an eye on the twitch channel um which is also fuck i don't have that url in front of me but if you search casual sweats on twitch you'll be able to find us um also backslash casual sweats pod look at that okay, consistency okay. Twitch, twitch.tv right slash casual sweats pod. exactly yep sweet um yeah so just keep an eye on the twitch channel um and we'll be i mean tonight are we you want to do that tonight i'm down okay um so it this is it's too late by the time you've heard this but uh <laughs> we're gonna start doing that tonight but just um keep an eye on the on the twitch channel um on our facebook and and such and we'll let you guys know when we're going live and we can we can have fun we can play games together um i don't know why i blanked for a second and then this might be the the most exciting to me the most exciting thing that we have coming up evan uh we want to do we're way late first of all to the game on this like but i don't give a shit um we want to do a last of us part two discussion slash spoiler cast i guess it would be called um and just kind of go through like all the things we think about this game um, clearly it was impactful to both Evan and I. And so I'm excited to go through that game and just like really pick it apart and open it up and talk about all the wonderfulness, uh, and terribleness also that's in that game. Not yeah, terrible as in like times. gameplay, but like, um, it is, uh, I, I said this to you, Evan, when we were talking about this game before, but like, it's, it's has to be the most impactful game I have ever played. Like, I don't know that I've been. I, I don't even know of another word other than impactful. Like, I, I don't know of any other game that has, like, hit me as hard as The Last of Us Part Two hit me. Um, it's it's up there in my list for sure. I mean, yeah. the, the story writing or the storyline in that game is just 
I don't know how many games have been able to create something like that. And uh, yeah, Neil Druckmann and, and the team there, that'd be just phenomenal like work mm-hmm. that has come out of those two games. And you can see that like there's certain games where you can really see like the effort, like they, they wanted to preserve like a really good storyline and, and follow that through. And so any of the delays and the frustrations associated with that, I think were well worth it for the second one. Oh yeah. But the first one, I mean like that was, there's a reason that it, it's like one of my favorite games, but spoiler alert, we're going to get into that as well. <laughs> we're going to talk about that too. Dude. I remember um, when the last of us came out, uh, or was about to come out. Um, I remember reading an article in Game Informer magazine about it and thinking, this sounds incredible. And then what really sold me on that game before I ever even played it was I saw a video review from Adam Sessler. Do you remember him? Uh, from G4 I do TV. Not, no. um, Adam Sessler used to do a show with Morgan. I'm so sorry that I cannot remember her last name. Um, it was he, Adam Sessler and Morgan something. And they did a show on G4 TV called X play. And it was like a video game centric. Like here's what's happening in video games. Kind of like this podcast every week. And um, Adam Sessler is, is one of my favorite people in the video game industry. Although I'm not even sure what he's doing now. Although they did just start G4 TV back up. So he might be back at G4 TV if I remember right. But anyway, um, Adam Sessler did a video review for the last of us when that came out and it was so well done. So thorough, like super eloquent. Um, it was really, really good and completely sold me on the game before it was even out. So I'm uh, a a late comer to the gaming or that game specifically. I had, believe it or not, there was a time where I thought I was giving up video games and, uh, Oh, it was just, yeah. And so I, I had, the Xbox 360 and all of the new systems, the PS4, Xbox One, right, was all out at that time. And I was like, I'm not going to buy a new game system. And believe it or not, the future wife here was the one who was like, for your birthday, I'm going to buy you a PS4. So wow. I ended up getting the PS4. And with that game, she had asked her brother, Kyle, like, what's a good game from PS4? And he recommended that game, having never played it. And then I saw the back of it, saw zombies. I'm like, oh, I love zombies. Like, I'm obsessed with them. And sure enough, I get into it, and I was just blown away, and Delaney didn't see me for the next few weeks. Like, <laughs> And that was the day you game. decided you were going to marry Delaney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I bent the knee. Yeah, dude. We, dude, we should talk about that more at some point, too. Uh, we should maybe make it a checkpoint in, in one of our future episodes. But, like, I, because there was a time when I thought I was going to give up gaming, too, Um my it was uh the like the before the ps4 i mean this is gonna sound dumb but before the ps4 i had a ps3 um obviously but <laughs> um like it was dead it died like it overheated like so many of the ps3s did uh i didn't like have the money to get it fixed um at the time and so i was like well i guess i'm just done with gaming and i didn't have it like a gaming laptop or anything um and those were dark days. I, I didn't really know how to fill my time. I didn't have like many other hobbies. I tried a lot of things. Tried uh, kn- so crocheting <laughs> and knitting for a bit. That didn't work out. Yeah, that so. was terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was always knitting one, stitching two instead of you know, uh, knitting two, stitching one. Amateur. I don't even know if that's right. Uh, but Not even yeah, sure what was, we're talking about right now. Was, I just know those are hobbies that people have. Yeah, yeah. It was a bad time. Um, so, we yeah, we should talk about that more at some point. Um, so, cool. Yeah, so... 
the you know the other thing I think is incredible the last of us part two to to like close this out is that they were able to do like they were able to take everything from the last of us and in my opinion spoiler alert we're going to talk about this at some point but like in my opinion the last of us part two is in every way a better game than the last of us part one i i that's my opinion you like you may feel differently but like like it's they add so many like gameplay features but not only that like to be able to present that strong of a story as a sequel to a game that already performed so strongly mm-hmm. like it's like it's incredible to me i like i don't i don't understand the level of s- storytelling ability that that has to take like um just hats off to neil Druckmann and team well because it's crazy i was talking to delaney about this too like <clears throat> there's certain movies and storylines like as a writer i try and think of like how the hell did you do this mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. a part of it's like mathematical and being able to follow different timelines and have those intersect at the right moment, like what moment that is. I'm sure that's up to the people writing the story. But like that was one where you are spoiler alert again, where you are playing as multiple characters throughout that, but it'll go back in time. So you're kind of like catching up to the other characters path that you had played with movies like uh gosh what is it like interstellar inception like just different mind like bending movies like that have a similar style where you're like how did they put this all together to still come up oh the witcher the witcher is the one that was coming to mind oh yeah like watching that show i never played the game i do need to play that one i'm a huge fan of the show but like that show was going through multiple timelines and it wasn't until like halfway through that we realized like oh they are jumping between timelines like and just baffles me how somebody's putting that like when you're in the writer room what are you doing are you drawing a bunch of different yeah. timelines and then different symbols to try and get them to line up like incredible stuff but yeah you, last of us guys like <laughs> impressive it's dude it's incre- it's incredible you, what always pops to mind because i had that same thought evan because they're, they're like bouncing around so much and like they mm-hmm. do it cohesively it's not like you're confused at any point right. or at least i wasn't but like um the thing that always pops into my head is the you know the charlie day meme where he's like in the mail room with like you know the the episode I think of the so. yeah, yeah. That I'm talking about where he's like I, yeah. going crazy in the mailroom and he's got like the red strings like yeah, all over yeah. the place and he's like and and Carol doesn't even exist or whatever <laughs> like Carol and HR doesn't even exist. Um, anyway, like that's the meme that I always think of when like I'm trying to figure out how people like put all these pieces together to make a story. Uh, it's crazy. So yeah, that's coming up too. That'll probably also be in. Probably also in January, we can talk about when we'll do that. I'm actually playing through the game right now again to get ready for this. Um, and I, I think I'm going to try and platinum it as well. Um, it's it's a, it's honestly a fairly easy platinum. I don't know why I haven't done it already. Um, honestly, I think the reason I didn't play through it again until now is I, I just didn't know if I could take it. Like it was... <laughs> It's, it's going to pull at your heartstrings yeah. big time. So, um, and we'll talk about that more a little bit later too, but um, it's <clears throat> it's good. So we're going to do that at some point as well. So, uh, and again, I know we're late to the game on that, but we don't give a shit. Like we just yeah, talk whatever. about it we like it. Get your gamer news from us from now on. Yeah. IGN sucks. Yeah. We're just wait, trash talking just wait for us to cover it. You know, yeah. Any of the other ones. Um, it, it may be three years later, but who cares? Speaking uh, <laughs> of something that we read on IGN.com. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's coming up. And then um, the other thing coming up, uh, actually, this week. Um, so uh, actually, you know what? As of the day this podcast 
releases it's going to be the it's it's going to be tomorrow so like as you're listening to this it will be tomorrow this is happening because this is happening on the 10th um but the game awards 2020 uh is is happening on december 10th um this is going to be a unique one because there's not it's not going to be filmed in front of a crowd there's going to be it's not going to be like a a live show in that sense it's going to be live streamed um and it's also going to be streamed from multiple locations around the globe uh and that's the first time that they're doing that um, but it should be great. Jeff Keeley is an excellent, excellent, uh, promoter, um, show creator. Um, he's an excellent just showman all, all the way around. Um, and, uh, super passionate about video games. The game awards is always a really fun thing to watch. It's like, it's probably my favorite thing next to E3 every year. Um, and I'm really sad we didn't get an E3 this year. So I'm very excited about the, the game awards. Um, but so that's happening on on the tenth, um, and then uh, you can you can sign in right now on the Game Awards website, um, and you can vote for your favorite games um, in the I think they call it the Viewers Voice Award or something like that, uh, Players Voice Award, um, and so you can you can vote for games uh, in all the different categories: best narrative, best art direction, um, and so on. So that is pretty cool. Um, on top of that, though, you can also email us at casualsweatspod at gmail.com and yes. send us your votes yes. that you were because, going to be doing for the Game Awards that's because that's the most we'll important also, one. Exactly. We'll also be doing our Game Awards, um, and I expect a call from Jeff Keeley at any point uh, to, to coordinate on this um, because I'm sure Jeff doesn't want to step on our toes. But uh, so We'll let it slide, know. Jeff. <laughs> um are you have you watched the game awards before are you familiar with this are you excited about this how are you tuned feeling? in briefly but i i'm excited about it now and uh absolutely going to be jumping in and emailing casual sweats pod my my vote on the favorite game of the year good you better you better mm-hmm. um so the other piece to this that i think is pretty cool there 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 are some news items coming out of this and i, I just stuck them here because we're talking about game awards anyway but um presenters and like performers like this this is set to be i i think a really exciting show eddie vetter is going to be performing from pearl jam if you're not familiar um if you don't he has confirmed jam, that he won't be wearing a flannel wait is that is that true or no you, i just made okay. that up yeah, yeah <laughs> i was gonna say I, i'm not sure i've ever seen him not in a flannel but um <laughs> i like dude pearl jam if you if you're not familiar with their music, which chances are, given our demographic, you're not familiar with Pearl Jam's music, but you, do yourself a favor, dude. Even shut this off right now. Just go listen to some Pearl Jam and then come back. Um, what are you gonna have life. them listen to though? What, what's Eddie, the song? Okay, so I think I think Better Man is where I would start. Oh, I don't know about that one. No, what like what would you? That, what would that's you just recommend? my that's just my opinion though. Like if I were to pick a, you can hate me for this one because it's one of their bigger ones. But Even Flow was the first song I actually got into. By the, actually, no, that's a lie. Backtrack on that statement. That's one of my favorite like heavier ish rock songs that they did. Jeremy was probably the first one, and I saw it live and heard like he told a story beforehand that it was literally based on his life and his mom telling him that the father that he knew the entire time wasn't actually his father. Um, unless I'm mixing that up with an entirely different song, but I'm pretty sure that was that Jeremy. Right. 
There's Jeremy. Um, I've got a few others here as I have my Spotify pulled up. Love Rain Over Me, the the Who cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, he did a great yeah. job with that. His, and there was a, his voice is just so crazy it's, good. It's, it's good, and it's also really unique, unique, which is weird because, like, around... it's. I've always wondered, like, why does Kermit the Frog sound the same as Ray Romano and <laughs> a few other people out there? Like, there are certain yeah. people that have a very distinct voice, and, like, they yeah. sound the same. Eddie Vedder, when he sings, sounds very much like the guys from Stone Temple Pilots, or I don't recall his name. Um, oh, from, yes. From Creed. And yeah. even Nickelback, to a certain extent, there's like crossover yeah. between all of them. And they all have that long, like greasy, slightly curly hair, too, for some yeah. reason. Like it was it's, like a. It's sort of the tone, but like to me, yeah. Eddie's voice is way smoother than all the rest of those guys. I would agree. I'd even maybe put like Chris Cornell and Dave Grohl in that like sort of category potentially um, but collective soul at that time singing yeah, the same yeah, yeah. way like yeah like they all have like this weird tone that they add to it yeah. which all puts them in the same category so good. Uh, Very my, good though. my favorite pearl jam album of all time is backspacer um and so if if you want to check that one out listeners uh probably to me probably the best song on that is the fixer um those that's the other album i was gonna reference i really liked that album uh so check out his his music but eddie vetter is going to be performing um among other there's other musical artists that are going to be there um which which are uh to i i I guess a little more current um (laughs) than pearl jam uh but uh and and it didn't say that pearl jam is going to be at the game awards it said eddie vetter is going to be at the game awards so i i don't know I don't know which that means, but um, anyway, so Eddie Vedder will be performing uh, and then presenting are some really big names. Reggie Fiamme, um, who is the former president of Nintendo North America. Awesome dude, like huge personality. Um, he'll be there. Uh, so it's cool to see him doing some more video game stuff. Tom Holland uh, is going to be presenting, who is currently starring in the filming, the Uncharted movie alongside as Nathan Drake alongside Mark Wahlberg, who will be playing Sully. Um, and there was a time when I thought this movie was just not going to be happening because they went through a few directors uh, at the very beginning. But uh, according to Tom, all is well. They're moving <laughs> along on filming. So um, I think I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, I'm kind of excited. I'm like cautiously excited about that movie. Um, I'm hoping that maybe there will be some news about the Uncharted movie here, which is possibly why he's presenting at the awards. But it would seem to make sense. Um, Troy Baker is going to be presenting Troy Baker. Speaking of The Last of Us, um, Troy Baker is Joel um, in The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two. Um, And then Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. uh, They're going to be presenting Joel McHale for some reason is going to be presenting. But. I will always take more Joel McHale. I love him so much. There was a, a long period of my life, possibly even now, where I wanted to be Joel McHale. So interesting. I, just, I he's did like not hold the, the same sentiment. Really? I, I this is again from a pure place of ignorance. Like I don't really know the guy. I've seen that he's done a lot of work. So you're not. But a, I, you're not a soup fan. The soup. Oh God! No, I hate. I. I actually do despise those shows. Like, oh, no. Yeah, no, Wait, not a so fan. Are you not a Tosh fan either? Uh, no, I, I, I do like Tosh. I just, like, I didn't like him specifically. And, I, again, I have no reason for it. There's just, like, one of those, like, I don't like you. 
and I don't, I just, like, I can't find something to actually like about you. <laughs> He's grown on me a little bit. Like Delaney's watched a few shows, Community or whatever, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's called. Um, and I've heard him in podcasts, so I've had a chance to actually hear him, like, in longer forum arenas, I guess, if you will. And, like, that, that to me, is, like, the, the thing that's started to allow me to appreciate him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but don't be like Joel McHale. Joel, like you're you're fine who you are, Josh. Oh man, love you for who you are. Like right. don't don't you know, be Evan. Him. Evan, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I love you yeah, too. No, you're better than him. Um, man, I just I for so long I was like he's like the ultimate cool guy, man. I'm big fanboy of him. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, man, yeah. So um, I'm just thinking about like all the other stuff that I like uh, that he's been in. But <clears throat> um, anyway, so those are just some of the presenters and performers. Um, there are many, many others. If you want to check that stuff out to you, <clears throat> all that news is available, <clears throat> excuse me, on the game awards, uh, website. So go check that stuff out. Um, and then, uh, last couple of things here on the game awards, Microsoft is reportedly going to make an announcement, some kind of an announcement at the game awards. They've shown in the past that they think the game awards is a big deal. They've done some pretty big announcements at the game awards in the past, um, and so we will see what they have uh, on offer this year. And then uh, lastly, as far as Game Awards goes, um, Dragon Age 4 info has been confirmed. Um, we'll get some more info on that at the Game Awards. We do have some more, uh, I guess, news surrounding Dragon Age 4 as well um, later on in the episode. But I'm excited. I Dragon Age Inquisition uh, was amazing i don't think i ever finished that game not for any particular uh, reason i just fell off um i know it's another game i haven't finished yeah uh that but... could be you got to put a list together of all the games <laughs> that you haven't finished Dude, here yeah my backlog of shame is long i'm positive but um yeah i you know what? i should and then like start working th- you know i'm gonna commit to that i'm gonna put okay. together a list i'm gonna start working through them uh starting with red dead redemption 2 because that deserves to be finished um so yeah, we're going to get more information on that as well. And I'm excited because Dragon Age is a great series. That brings us to Checkpoint, Evan. Checkpoint. Um, <laughs> checkpoint. Eventually we need to get like uh, some kind of a voiceover or something for that. Yeah, just use your imagination for now. Like we have like yeah. these very like good voices for. Like for- just imagine you're playing Cruising USA and you just passed a checkpoint. Um, <laughs> so uh, our discussion for the week is favorite game of all time. Um, and this is a big discussion and I was surprised at your pick for this. So yes. tell us about your pick for your favorite game of all time. I will say I did not put an absolute ton of thought into this. The, the first part, like who, uh, cause I was trying to break it into categories, like some older games that I used to play that I was like obsessed with and was thinking back to our discussion of games that kind of got us started. This game Lord of the Rings Two Hours was an action game, free roam game, which if you hear me talk about any of the other games I like back, you know, when I was growing up in my teenage years or even before that, like the free roam aspect of games was for me relatively unknown. Like you really, I didn't see too much of it. Like that's a part of why I liked San Andreas so much. Could go around and literally do anything. This game, not to the same extent, but you could pick from any of the characters within it. And you you could even do couch play where if your friends came over, they'd all grab a character and you'd play together as part of that in completing the mission, which also a unique thing that I wasn't so familiar with. So I absolutely loved that game. Um, but as far as like more recent time, I've got to go with The Last of Us. I mean, I think I, 
played it in 2017, 2018. It came out in 2013. So I was way behind on when that game actually came out. But I'm a huge fan of zombies, like absolutely love zombies and didn't see any games that were like somewhat believable in a sense, like these mushrooms, I believe, like had these spores that caused this entire zombie breakout. Um, But on top of that, like the story writing within it is absolutely like unparalleled. Like it is so good. And um, it's one of those games that you feel like you're the main character in the movie, but you get a chance to actually like play as them as you go. And just absolutely phenomenal that the mechanics of it all um even their online gameplay was pretty cool but like i also love post-apocalyptic things so yes i love zombies but like the post-apocalyptic side of things is just incredible um and they just they crushed it It i think one of the top games of of all time just if in anybody's list i could be wrong about that but i've seen it pop up there and it won a ton of awards in the the first game at least yeah it was groundbreaking i mean just So it was it was one of those games, um, and The Last of Us Part Two kind of did this for the PS4 as well because that came in like right at the end of the PS4's life cycle too. But The Last of Us released right at the end of the PS3's life cycle, um, which would have been man, uh, two thousand seven. That's when the first one came out. Does that sound right? I thought it was 2013. Um, oh, no, you're right. Last of Us came out in 2013. Um because I like I don't know why I was thinking 2007 because uh I was I was like trying to think like yeah, the the PS4 came out 7 years ago and then I was trying to like backtrack from there and somehow I landed on 2007, but you're right, 2013. Um but it so it, it released on PS3 and PS4. Um, so it originally released on PS3. It got, it got a PS4 edition when the PS4 came out, but it did for the PS3 and PS4, what the last of us part two, I think did for the PS4, which was like, nobody knew that that nobody knew the PS3 was capable of this at the time. Like this was the best graphical fidelity that we had seen in any game up to that point. Like the level of detail, like even some of the gameplay, like it's the whole thing's an, an escort mission essentially, mm-hmm. and the like doing an entire game as an escort mission and not having it be a fucking nightmare to play was in itself like revolutionary and like really hard to do. But then the graphics um, and like all the different gameplay mechanics and like the cutscenes, like we hadn't, we just hadn't seen anything on that level before. Um, and they got that performance out of the PS three and then it just looked better on the PS four. Um, so, and then, yeah, the storyline, everything, it was just, it was incredible. But, um, I, so wait, I want to ask you more about, go go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I think we're going in the same direction. What's your beef with Lord of the Rings, man? No, no, no. I, it's not that I have a beef with it. In fact, I played a lot of those games. It sounded like a beef. I, I I don't think it belongs on a favorite game list. Um, no, I like I played a lot of all three of those movie games, and um, I I just I didn't expect it. I think from you, 
like that was what's surprising. I I didn't I didn't think that would be your pick for a favorite. I think game. there's something to unbox there, a game from me, but that's okay. We're gonna keep moving. <laughs> I didn't I didn't <laughs> no. think it was an Evan game, you know. No, I I didn't I didn't even really care for the movies all that much. Like they're good if you're all about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's I'm, what I think is interesting. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I don't really give a shit. Um, because yeah, you, it you was just don't it was strike me as like a like a fantasy like a high fantasy like swords no. and magic kind of person i might need to i would say no i lean towards that initially but there's i don't know there's a few shows that i watch that are within that same realm i mean of things. you did I watch just, the right the witcher this is true yeah like i i think i like it but when it's not cheesy and corny and a lot of those movies they're tailored to to a younger audience and so they naturally kind of follow that progression um lord of the rings yeah, the, i wouldn't say the is the same very old yeah so, so it's, it it's not the same comparison but i i do like you know the movies are okay like it had nothing to do with that though i just remember hearing about it at the time for whatever reason i ended up picking it up like i i couldn't tell you the history of that i just ended up getting it and was like obsessed with the game like, is, had you played the did you play like the first one or the third no, one or did like you just it came out one? of no reason i have no <laughs> idea why i even had that game i don't know if That's i so bought funny. it like it just i remember it being a phenomenal game i mean it's great i love it like so <clears throat> what I, I remember listeners or, or whomever can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember that in these games, all three of these games, you could dismember like orcs and like enemies and stuff like that. Like you'd be like fighting them and then eventually you'd like cut off an arm or something or a head, I think even. Um, I just remember thinking that was so cool. Um, and then you could play couch co-op um, mm-hmm. and I played with my buddy um I, you said your your go-to was like Legolas. I think oh, yeah. my go-to was... I, I remember playing as the dwarf quite a bit. Uh, I just really liked that axe he had. I thought it was like pretty badass. Like he would just like crush stuff. I think you could have been a hobbit too, but that was like perhaps the most pointless character in the game. Like even in the yeah, movies. So why did... I get the whole thing, like the hobbits, whatever. But like, I mean, the that's that's the kind of the point part of the movie, movie, the books and the movies. You know, like so it's this like tiny little thing that like is making a difference in the world or whatever. Yeah, whatever J.R.R. Tolkien was trying to get yeah. across. What do you know? Um, what are you doing with two middle two R's for middle names? What are you doing? Um, yeah. But yeah, that's cool, dude. I like I I I have no beef with this game at all. It was just surprising, is all. Um. <laughs> My favorite game of all time uh, is probably Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, I'd, I had to think about this because I also really loved, you know, a few games on the, we talked about the 64 last week. Um, Winback 64 was the first cover-based shooter I ever played. And it was like, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe that that was a thing. But Final Fantasy Tactics, like I've played every version of this game on every platform it's come out on. I still own probably five copies of this game right now um i'm current like i'm literally currently playing it not like right now as we speak but i'm currently playing it on my psp uh because it released on the psp it originally released on the the playstation i think in uh, 1997 um but it's gotten i think four different like edition releases um there was final fantasy tactics for the playstation there was final fantasy tactics the war of the lions uh, there was Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, um, and then there was a sequel to that. 
Oh, um, that came out on the DS. It was Final Fantasy Tactics A2 Grimoire of the Rift. Uh, and I played all of those games. Um, I love it so much. So it's a, it's a top-down uh, tactical role-playing game. So it's like tile-based and turn-based. Um, and <clears throat> the... I, I think the thing that's so appealing other than the story, cause like it's a final fantasy story. So it's convoluted and confusing and like, it's everything that a final fantasy story is like, I, I don't crucify. I know nothing about those games. My cousin for the longest time tried yeah. getting me into them. I was like, Nope. Not if, if you're not into them by now, like there's really no reason to it's, it's fine. Like if you're missing out on them, it's fine. Like I hardcore fans will hate me for saying that, but like, if you like him, you like him. If you don't, you know, and it's not a bit like you're not really missing out on that much is, is what I'm trying to say. Wow. But and like, it's in the top game. I feel like it would have sold me more on this for, I, I mean, like if, if you're not like, if you've never really gotten into final fantasy games, there's no chance that this is going to be the one that grabs you. But that's like all the, all the like sword and magic stuff like that is like directly up my alley. Like that's a hundred percent me. <laughs> and so, and then I like, I really love the tile base, like turn based, rpgs so this i like i i don't know why but like this really caught and then the visuals like so there's a lot of a lot to it that caught me but like the visuals like later on in the game when you get crazy attacks and like magic spells and stuff like that like the visuals are crazy and it's all sprite based uh which is really charming but the i think the thing that i like it the most the most rewarding thing about this game is the job system um which i guess you could also call a class system but they just they call it jobs in this game and the way you progress through different jobs, like in order to unlock a new job for any character, you have to have like certain, like there's certain thresholds of stats that you have to get in like other jobs first. So like the later ones are crazy. There's like a dark night job and you have to have like a certain number of kills and like levels and like all these other different jobs. Um, and so for me, the fun was like playing through the game uh, in different ways to unlock different like jobs um and then playing through those jobs to unlock different ones and like there's there's just such a variety of ways you can play this game um and it's so much fun it's 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 definitely my favorite game of all time i've beaten it i've played it all the way through and beaten it at least at least 20 to 30 times like holy crap over the course of my life um and so i i love it so much so if 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 you guys are into like swords and whatever and and somehow you've missed any of the final fantasy games check it out if you're into final fantasy you'll probably like it but that's where i say like if you're not really into final fantasy if that stuff's not like if you're like on the fence about it you can probably skip this one you're i don't think i don't think it's a tragedy that you don't play it yeah like i like swords you know the whole wizard dust whatever like i could get into it but i don't know like it's got to be the right game and i there's a reason that they keep making them. Like if they're doing mm-hmm. well and there's an audience for it, clearly like, what are they at now? Like, uh, so 15 came out on the PS4. Jesus. 16 <laughs> is, we got teasers for 16. Um, during a PlayStation state of play a couple months ago, I think. So 16's on the way, but the, and then there's like final fantasy online. There's like, there's not only 16 final fantasy games. Cause there's all the no, like not numbered final fantasies as well. So that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 50, I kind of bounced off of 15. I, I don't know what it was. I have it. I'll probably go back to it at some point, but like it didn't really catch me 
you know um but yeah and it's then like a good run though there's a really good like final fantasy 7 i think is one of the best games probably ever made it, it just got the remake which i haven't played yet but i've heard is fantastic um and final fantasy 6 there's like a really famous uh like sequence in that that i if if somehow people haven't played it i won't spoil it but um but like all of the final fantasy stories are convoluted they're confusing uh the final fantasy games are all set in like a they're they're all kind of a they're set in similar worlds it's but it's they're not like connected sequentially like they aren't sequels to each other but they're all similar it's it's um what do you call that it's like what it's like what this is a dumb reference, but haunting of Hill house on Netflix and then haunting a Bly Manor. Like they're this, they're technically the same series. It's like black mirror. It's like whatever, whatever the fuck you call black mirror. Sure. Yeah. Each, well, I, I have no idea what you like, but I know what you mean. Like they, they're, they're separate within the same show. Like they, yeah, they, like they don't necessarily have anything lines. to do with each other other than like right. the themes. Um, I guess so real quick I'm gonna think of the word after we get done with this and be mad at myself but final fantasy 9 according to metacritic was the best one what are your thoughts <sighs> i don't agree with that at all Acor- metacritic this is and and this might be wow the big is part that of user it user scores or critic scores uh, it just says according to Metacritic, but all mainline Final Fantasy games ranked. So I don't know if Tactics would even, like Tactics was yeah, referenced, that, that but it's not be, even going to fall on this. Yeah. Yeah. Tactics is definitely not a mainline game. Um, man, nine. I got a six on a digital trends one. Seven. I, six. I could see seven. I could see. 10. I think seven is the best, but seven is number four on this list. <clears throat> Eight was pretty strong too. Nine? Hmm. Man. Don't don't dwell on it, Josh. Don't dwell on it. It's gonna bother me. Uh (laughs) we'll have to like rank Final Fantasy games at some point too. We'll we'll make that a quest for you too, Evan. You'll have to play through. Uh, I don't know about that one. I'm gonna have to pass on that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, probably not. Um Uh, All right. Well, so those are our favorite games of all time. That brings us to Progress Bar. This is games we've been playing um, and what we've been doing in these games. Evan, what have you been getting up to this week? Oh, gosh. It's going to get repetitive and why I need to start playing other games here. But we did talk last time. I did stop playing Fortnite for a while. did play a game of that a couple weeks back. But I played it again this weekend here. And... um, I'm glad that like I can come back to the game and you know keep in mind I've been playing on a PS4 so I'm playing with a controller used to those controls and then when I go over to to Fortnite I switch over to a PC and that was a move that I made a while back so that I could get building down like better and just be a little bit more competitive with it. However, trying to go from PC or PlayStation to PC and shoot people with a mouse is not easy and it's been a little bit of a learning curve, but jumped into that, got a first win in the first game that we played. It's the chapter or season two. Um, they just had a, a new release or a new, they gosh, just, is it chapter or season? I keep mixing up the two, yeah. but they season two, chapter t- seven, maybe. We it's it's really one. confusing. We, chapter five, you know, maybe. I, I was going to look it up, but we literally talked about it last week. So you, you keep talking. I'll look at last yeah. week's notes. 
so anyways, played that in the new, uh, the new chapter of that really good. I think it's, it still holds up. It's a good game. And I, I like some of the stuff that they have changed. Some of the, the major changes that I wasn't familiar with, um, you know, before jumping back in, I hadn't played in like six months. They have like the vehicles that you can now drive. Um, so you have new mobility throughout there. They've added new locations. I haven't even unlocked all of the locations quite yet. So I plan to go through and do that, but they, they continue to keep, you know, right. They have like a Mandalorian skin now, like they're continuing to reference what's happening, you know, in shows and movies, even music, um, which is really cool. But the one that I'm most excited about is playing Warzone. Shout out to Seth. He and I played on Friday night, and pretty much our main objective was just to unlock the Easter egg that's in downtown in the, the city hall. Okay, and, so you got to tell me about this because yes. I didn't even know about that. Like, I, I did some searching after I saw you put this in the outline, but I don't know what this is. And now So, I'm yeah, you go down to the, the city hall, downtown Verdanks, Verdanks. You jump in there, and then you've got to run to an area. It's like there's a computer nearby. There's a keypad right like on the opposite side of the uh, computer. Type in a code. It's 2179, and then that'll shut the door. So literally as you're trying to complete this, and you've got one minute, the door shut. Nobody can go in. If there were enemies that had already gotten inside the building, you got to kill them. Otherwise, you're, you're screwed. Um, after that, so you've got one minute before you, you get killed, like gas will start to come out and you die and you've got to solve a puzzle basically. So, um, after you start the timer, shut the doors, you'll go to the computer and you'll start watching a series of pictures. So you'll have, I believe four and it'll show you something like a bag and then potentially a number like plus one. Um, it might just not have anything in which case you're just grabbing whatever that image was. After you get all of those four images and, you know, you have, you literally, here, I'm going to just pull this up. These are the notes of a madman of the different <laughs> things that I'm writing down as part of this. So those symbols or images correlate with a picture that's on the wall and that below that picture of the wall, there is a Roman numeral. So you have to know your Roman numerals as well. And then after you've written down everything in that order, so if it was like black bag plus one, you would then find that Roman numeral, add a one, and you've got, let's say if it was seven, it's eight now. And you you total all of those numbers together, you get a four-digit code, and uh, you plug that back into the computer. You have to plug the top portion of that number in first, and then the bottom portion as you go. After you do that, if you have succeeded within that one-minute time frame, you will then have to make your way all the way to airport, um, you can ride a subway all the way over there, or if you need mobility, vehicle, or whatever, you can drive it over to airport and go down into the subway there, in which you'll press another button in one of the doors there, and a new train, a maintenance train, will pull up. Once you get there, it'll take you literally to the furthest point of dam. So there's like that frozen water at the very top. It'll be in that top corner there, and there's like, I don't know, somewhere like maybe 10 gold chests. There are two specialist um, drops, if you will. So you can grab those and you'll have all perks unlocked for the remainder of the game. And then there is one juggernaut as well. So if you've got a trios, it's perfect. Two of you get specialists, one of you get a juggernaut, and plus all of the loot that you get outside of that. The trick of this, though, is it's very much dependent on, one, you getting into the city hall first. Like If you can keep people out of there, that's huge. 
The second part, though, is also knowing where the circle is going to be at because you don't have a lot of time. You've got to travel pretty far, and if you don't have time to get into the um, the maintenance area, like you know, you're going to die. Like the train's not going to keep you uh, immune to the storm there. The third challenge of that, outside of obviously plugging in the code and getting all of those numbers tied together, is making sure that the storm isn't closing too like soon. In other words, you want the storm to or the circle to be big enough because the train is randomized on the return you don't know where it's going to drop you and we didn't know this until it was like the third time that we had hit it um the first time it dropped us back off near airport the third time it dropped us like way off into the storm on the right hand side of the map like towards lumber and i have no idea like why and you know how frequently that changes but it does appear to be random but we unlocked it four times uh three of the times we made it in two of the times we survived because the other said time we got dropped in the middle of the storm on the return and the second time we just had to, we tried making it in there. We wanted to see what it looked like. And we, so we were basically in the storm by the time we got there. So that so, was, so I, I have to ask, mm-hmm. did you like, did you see something online about this? Like how would, how would that sounds so long and complicated? How would, is, how would anybody possibly know to I don't do know. all of that? It was a, I'd imagine some streamer, streamer, content creator that put it out. I can't remember who, like, but that a person put out, you know, what they did. And there's a few of them, like Godzilla's in in the game too. Like you, you do a certain, you shoot a few things within one of the multiplayer maps. I want to say, I'm drawing a blank on what the name of it is, but yeah, you, uh, there's a bunch of different Easter eggs they've unlocked and maybe they've worked with somebody on that to like show a video of how to do it. But that's how I ended up coming across it. And, was very unsuccessful the first few times like you need to get a couple people that know the symbols and what picture those correspond with and you need to write them down so i was calling out what the code was and then after we got that that person went and found some of the numbers so stuff but it's it's really cool once you get it it's actually not that bad i'm gonna have to try um NHL 21 has been my other game. I'll save a portion of my frustration as it relates to that game because we had a challenge last week, which was score five goals in Rocket League or 10 for me in NHL 21. It was very close and did not get it, and I'm still bitter about it to this day. <laughs> um, what have you well, been cool, playing, man. though, Josh? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I, uh, I'm, I, I was busy this week. Uh, it looks like it, tell, as you can tell from our outline. Um, I played D and D again right. yesterday. Um, I killed a couple. I got my first D and D kills. Okay, congrats, congrats. So uh, I'm I'm playing. Thank you. I'm playing a rogue, um, and so I used my sneak attack to do three d six damage to one of these zombies with a bow, and just fucking obliterated him. Just, just murdered him just like it was like an explosive arrow and it just he was vaporized like i just wiped him out it was oh yeah i killed the zombie <laughs> job and i don't know if this is your accent yet but uh no that probably for my next I'm, I'm really gonna try it for my next character we're gonna see how it goes um so i killed a couple zombies i killed uh, a zombie like just a regular zombie and then there was like a sewer zombie inside of a like a crypt that we were exploring that's like the beginning of a dungeon which was crazy and then evan and then i tickled a goddamn ghost in this in this D game i tickled a ghost why i'm 
So, so I'm, I'm very like there's spells you're like murdering zombies yeah yeah one of them in a crypt and, and now like there's tickling introduced to this game like what uh-huh. does tickling a ghost do yeah so i was i was really proud of myself for this because this was some real-time problem solving that i had to do and it got me I'm out just, of a, a really I'm just trying tight to imagine spot. this though like you're in a tight spot and they're like you got to tickle the ghost like yeah no so okay so here's what happened so i'm we're we have a party there's five of us and the other, like the rest of the party, all four of them were still outside this crypt and like fighting these, there was like two zombie ogres and like five or six other just like regular zombies. So they like definitely had their hands full and I'm like a beginning character. I'm still pretty weak. So like, I like, I'm like, well, I'm just going to go inside the crypt and see if I can figure out what's going on. So maybe like we can just stop whatever's happening outside. Like there's definitely something in there. So I'm going to go check it out. So as I was going into the crypt, this is like a side thing, but like as I was going into the crypt, two zombies were like trying to chase me into the crypt. So I have like, as part of my equipment, I have a bag of a thousand ball bearings. And so I threw ball bearings on the stairs behind me. And so those zombies tripped and fell so they couldn't follow me. And then I got into the crypt. I was proud of that too. So I got into the <laughs> crypt and then um, <clears throat> uh, I was like looking around and I started to like cross the room like that I ended up in down the stairs and a ghost just like popped out of the wall and like told me to leave or I was going to die. And so I was like, I'm not leaving. So like yeah. the ghost, the ghost approaches and like starts to reach into my chest to do, I don't know what to do something, but it didn't succeed because I, I made my constitution saving throw. And then in order to get away to like disengage and get away from the ghost. So he couldn't kill me because I'm definitely not equipped to take on anything like that by myself. Uh, I cast hideous laugh. I think it's called hideous laughter, which is essentially like, a uh, just a minor spell that like makes whoever you cast it on burst out into laughter for the duration of like a minute. And they like fall on the ground and they like, they can't do anything but laugh. They're just like incapacitated. So I cast that and succeeded. So like the way I like the way I described how I did it was I was just like tickling the the ghost armpits the undead armpits oh my gosh um and then I ran out of the crypt and got out of there and then I told everybody else that was in there and then we came in later and we wiped it out but otherwise I over the, the ball died. bearings so like the one time use those ball <clears> bearings I, I haven't picked those up yet we're still like in the middle of this encounter we didn't finish it oh, but so you're like um. You're- I know it's, nothing about D and D, but you'll go back in and you'll be like, pick up your mission where you left off. Oh yeah. 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 So the oh, first session cool. that I joined them, um, like my character was like in the town that they were arriving at. And so I joined them in the town and then we were doing a mission for the Lord, I guess of the city. And so we're like cleaning out this like undead problem they have in a graveyard. And so we got, I don't even know if we're halfway through this mission, but like, we got into the mission in this uh, session and we're not finished with it. And it like, we, it's like, it was like three, it's three hours. Like we played uh, over three hours. We played from like eight to 1130 or something like that. Jeez. So dude, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I came out and I was like, so excited. I was like telling <laughs> Cecilia all about it. Oh, and I got eight. Apparently this ghost, like as we were fighting it the second time around, this ghost aged me and another party member by 20 years. So now I'm a 60 year old man. And I have no idea how we're going to reverse what? this. I don't know how it affects my character. 
like the the dm hasn't told us how, it, how it's gonna affect me yet but um so I yeah mean, my character laughter is good for now. your soul so maybe somebody throws a, a hideous laughter spell at you maybe sure. maybe yeah. and then it, it helps but um dude it was so much fun and i i know again i know D is not technically video games but this is the only place i'm gonna get to talk about <laughs> dnd so um and i, I was just i was really happy that i got to tickle a ghost and so i told the guys that from now on i'm going to be introducing my character as jobin tickler of ghosts uh oh like anytime it. we meet anybody else so. it's pretty threatening yeah yeah i Definitely mean i tickle the fucking ghost like what kind of a madman yeah. does that you know what i mean like yeah. that tells you who you're dealing with you know? and that's how you got out too of all all things like, exactly yeah it got me out of a tight scrape hmm. so um and now you're 60 <laughs> and now i'm 60 <laughs> Uh, I knew I should I knew I should have made my character younger when I like when I was starting I was like I'm gonna make him 40 like you know he's got some life experience no should have made him like 20 and then Uh I'd still be fine but exactly Um, other than that I played some uh, I'm gonna come back to Rocket League because I have some things to say about Rocket League but uh, I played some more Spider-Man remake I unlocked all the suits finished all the DLC um, which I hadn't done before Still super fun to play. It looks amazing on the PS5 at 60 frames a second. It's just so smooth. Um, I don't know if I'll ever go back. If I have the choice in games, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to playing on like... Because on these games, you have performance mode, which is 60 frames a second. And then you have um, fidelity mode, which is like the best possible graphics. Ray tracing, reflections, like all that stuff. Um, And ray tracing is really cool. But in games like Spider-Man, like you're swinging by windows so fast, like you're unless you're like purposely looking for it, you're never going to see your reflection anyway. So but like it is just such an amazing, huge difference going from 30 to 60 frames and seeing all those animations so smoothly, like the swinging, the fighting, all of it is just it's really amazing. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and now I have all the suits, uh, and I feel good about myself. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, and then, um, I played some Warzone. I got a duos win with a, a buddy of mine. We got, I didn't even know this was in the game, Evan, but we got the, uh, foresight perk, um, mm-hmm. from a vault. Uh, and that shows you, if you're unfamiliar listeners, that shows you where every circle through the end of the game is going to be. Um, and so since we had just unlocked a vault, like we had amazing kit, we got the foresight perk and we also had a helicopter. So as soon as we got out of there, we jumped in our helicopter. We went to a buy station, got our loadouts, went to the final circle and just kind of like set up camp. Um, it still got dicey at the end, but we were able to pull out a win there. So that was pretty cool. Um, that's a cool little perk. It ended up in like one of the bunkers essentially in like military base, um, so it's tough, but we got it. That's interesting. Cause I, so I've got that specialist that I referenced in the Easter egg. Like, mm-hmm. I don't recall that. I mean, it was all of the different perks that you would get within the menu. So I'm, I haven't seen the foresight one though, too. I don't recall if that was a thing. Yeah. Didn't I don't even think know there was, was the one and the same. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and then it like, it even shows you, cause you know how, like if, if the game goes long, like the final mm-hmm. circle just move around, um, but it even shows you like after it starts moving, like it doesn't change size. It just starts moving. It even shows you where that the last one of those is going to be. Like wow. it shows you every single circle. Oh, that's huge. Um, yeah. So like we, you know, and like one of the hugest challenges of the game is just like being able to move, you know? Um, right. So yeah, we were able to just like go and set up camp and 
it was great. I think we both ended up with like four or five kills or something like that. So it wasn't even like a nice. super low kill game. Um, so it was pretty good. And then um, I played some Broforce. Uh, it was just on my mind. Thoughts? We had been talking about playing it for extra life um, and didn't jump in. But like, it's so much fun. It's like this side scroller action. Like it harkens back to like the eighties and nineties action games, like Contra and, and all those um even like it's it's maybe a little bit double dragony too like it's just really like over the top and campy um but my favorite thing about this game is that all of the characters are based uh not all of them most of them are based on like 80s and 90s action movie heroes um and then there's a few from like uh other like pop culture things and and whatever but it's it's like that theme right so all of them are named like with something bro in them like you know how people do like the Broby One Kenobi and like Bohemian Rhapsody Brian, and like yeah, uh, yeah, Broby Brian is a good one. Um, so my favorite bros in this game, at least that I found so far, um, and I like I I've played through this game already and I just didn't remember all this stuff. But my favorite bros that I found so far are Double Bro Seven, uh, Robocop, which is that's an obvious one, and right. the Boondock Bros, which is based on the Boondock Saints, which is one of my favorite movies of all time great movie um speaking of irish so uh and it's just it's just such a fun game that i can figure out the the bro that you get to play as is random it just generates from like a pool of them but then you can rescue quote-unquote other bros like in the game in in the level um and it's essentially like giving you extra lives and then you unlock special like you unlock different uh there's like a few like big bros i don't really know how to describe them but they're like special ones you unlock them after rescuing a certain amount of bros so like um uh bromando is one of them from the movie commando um and a few others but like there's there's like uh neo blade um beatrix kiddo from kill bill like there's like the the chick with the uh machine gun leg from planet terror um isn't that like, uh, rambro in there too yeah rambro's in there um uh bro heart uh instead of brave heart like there's like there's just so many like it's amazing if if you guys haven't played it seems this like just before. fun like that'd be a fun creative process yeah. how many yeah. different characters can we bro yeah and then guess. there was and then there was dlc at some point there was like um the expenda bros and it was like all these other characters that they threw in <laughs> and it was it was so much it's just so much fun um and then I, I played a little bit of Borderlands 3. I just wanted to touch on this because I didn't, for, for some reason, I just missed that Chris Hardwick voices Vaughn in Borderlands 3 and 2, I believe. Um, I totally missed that Chris Hardwick was in this game. Uh, I'm a big Chris Hardwick fan as well. Um, and so, you know, I thought that was cool. Well, extra, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Mayim Bialik is in Borderlands 3. Mayim fucking Bialik. So... Bialik. So, um, the way that they introduce, like, I don't, I don't know if she shows up later, but she just pops into the game when you find this like side mini game thing. Um, and I don't know how this works either, but maybe I'm just not smart enough to know how this works. So the way she introduces it, she just straight up says like, hi, I'm Mayim Bialik and I'm a scientist. And like, here's how you play this game. And here's why you're playing this game. So there's a mini game in there that's kind of like a it's like a match like Tetrisy type of it's not quite Tetris but it's like a match mm-hmm. like Bejeweled Candy Crush like whatever, um, so you but like 
essentially what what she says you're doing is by playing that game you're helping to sequence genomes that helps with some kind of research virology research maybe or just like dna research dna sequencing or something Hmm. but so she's she said that like if you play this game and do these puzzles somehow that translates to real real world data that computers cannot like because computers are really bad at this specific thing so because it's like it's it's just like a certain kind of logic that computers aren't really good at so uh he, they're having humans do it and by playing this game you're helping them sequence genomes and assisting with dna research another reason to play video games so yeah so again take that mom i'm improve your brain which we read in an oxford study yeah and now you're helping research like you're a genuinely good person if you play video games now yeah i i really hope that this keeps coming up as like a running theme in our episodes like all these reasons why you should be playing video games um yeah again i don't really understand how that would help scientists but i i did like i literally played that game for probably three times as long as I would have otherwise just because I was like, I'm helping scientists. So I'll keep playing this game. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I did some scientific research uh, this week as well. I played, I I already said this, but I played a little bit of last of us part two. I was playing it right before we hop on the podcast. I'm going to get the platinum. Um, I got just far enough. Spoiler alert, please avert your ears. If you haven't played this game and you don't want to hear this yet, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a second. Okay. Have you averted? You can come back in like 10 seconds. I got just far enough to see Joel die. Um, and uh, so that was rough. That was really sad. That was tough. It, it, it still hit me super hard this time around. Uh, if it, you can come back, if you averted your ears, um, <laughs> but I I'm remembering like all of the facial animations, the conversations and cutscenes between characters. Like there is so much obvious, like, love and care that goes into all that like there's like such subtle facial expressions and like body movements like even the eyes like the way the the characters move their eyes like it's all so subtle and human and it's just obvious like such obvious like attention to detail oh yeah i've never seen anything like that in any other game like i'm obviously a, a huge fan of this game but like it's it's incredible like and and the way like it's all it all just feels so genuine like you can tell that like this is how that actor played that part and it's just translating to the video game like Mm -hmm. the the scenes in the beginning between dina and ellie and they're like figuring out this like do you like me or were you just like messing around like were you drunk or whatever and like they're like at the beginning of like sort of their relationship um and like Joel and Ellie's interaction when he gives her the guitar um, and like the obvious awkwardness between the two, like the heavy awkwardness. Yeah, I don't like it. But it like, it's a bummer. But like Joel still obviously like he, he loves her so much. Like he it's obviously his daughter. cares about her so much. Yeah. And yeah, it is his like daughter. a daughter. And like, um, I mean, essentially like, you know, cause his daughter unfortunately passed away. And so like, he's like, he just sees Ellie that way. And Ellie for a long time saw him as her father. And then like, you know, we, we get more information later on in the game about why it's awkward between them. But like there, there's just, there's this like, uh, like she obviously loves him so much too, but there's like something going on. And like, 
it's it's also subtle though and it's like subtext but it's just played so well both by the actors and the animators and like it's just so 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 good like the by far the best storytelling i've ever seen in a game it's incredible so i'm excited to, to finish that game out um but evan so like i i save this for last i want to talk about rocket league <laughs> and you've played rocket league so i want to know from your perspective if i'm being crazy about this but um i played some rocket league this week um i completed one of our quests we'll talk about that later but uh a buddy of mine andrew um we played uh, a tournament which they do like regular like psionics just does regular tournaments um Mm -hmm. at different points throughout the day and so we signed up for one um we were playing a tournament and then um it's only it's only threes they only do like threes tournaments so we had like just a random that was assigned to our team uh and so we start playing so right off the bat this this guy i still remember his name because he was driving me fucking crazy musty fucking musty all right. right Sounds like bat, a real like, piece of shit. He like it's very obvious he doesn't quite understand like maybe he doesn't play a lot of threes. I don't know. But like it's very obvious he doesn't quite understand like positioning, like team play. Like he doesn't really understand like the strategy of the game. Because right off the bat, like I was, you know, so you've played it, you know how like at, on a kickoff it positions like there's like starting positions on the pitch and so mm-hmm. like there's there's usually somebody that's closest to the goal somebody that's like maybe you know like uh, a defender and then somebody that's like obviously supposed to go for the ball on the kickoff so i was closest to goal he was like the defender he was like the fullback right in front of me and then andrew is going to go for the ball so on the kickoff like i and then i always quick chat that i'm defending if i'm going to be staying in the goal like on the kickoff so i communication i was defending um andrew like it's obvious andrew's going for the ball because he's closest to the ball like that's how it works and so the the fullback is is just supposed to make sure that they're staying in that like backfield area until the ball moves forward. Like it's just it's it's pretty obvious. So I say I'm defending. I before before you keep going though, I, I do feel yeah. like I owe you an apology because I played for the first time with you and you were trying to give me some coaching tips, but I recall like this being a huge pain point. Like I was all over the place. It was See, like a, a middle school, like girls soccer game, like where everybody's just chasing the ball. And like that was, that was me. And, uh, it, it can get like that sometimes, but like, so a couple of things, like when I was playing with you, like we were playing with, we were playing doubles. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's just a lot more movement anyway, because it's, you're, there's only two of you to cover a whole field. <clears throat> so like, you're going to be chasing more in that mode anyway. Um, and I, I feel like like you, like Andrew's fairly new to the game too, but like I, I feel like you guys like innately understand the idea of like if my teammate Teamwork. is here, I should not also be here. Like both of us should not be in the same spot on the field at any time. So like you know, and then you figure more stuff out as you play the game. So like I like I think we did fine. Like we ended up winning, I think, a majority of the games that we played anyway. But like you like you understand like at least basic positioning like if if you see me going for a ball you're probably not also going to go for a ball and like if i'm like sitting in a certain spot on the field you're probably not also going to sit in that same spot on the field like you already like sort of innately understand that stuff so the kickoff starts this is the first game of the tournament the kickoff starts andrew goes for the ball i had already said i was going to be defending 
this moron backs up into me in the goal as if he's going to be playing goalie. And I'm like, what the fuck? I already said I was defending. I literally said it three times. I always go defending, defending, defending. Just in case anybody didn't see the first one, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm defending. I got it. Go do your thing. So he backs up into me and I'm like, okay, that's weird. But like, whatever. Maybe he just didn't see it. He didn't realize whatever. So then like, I'm literally playing goalie because like the ball was like staying right around midfield. So I hadn't moved out of goal yet. And the ball gets hit towards the goal. I'm sitting in goal. Like I've got it. And he dry, he's like driving from the side as I'm coming up to like defend the ball. And he hits me because he's going for the ball. So he hits me like way out of goal. Like I end up hitting the wall. The ball like bounces off the top of his car and just like deadens out right in front of the goal. And they drive up and pop it into the goal. Yeah, so now I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? So like, then I like type in, I'm like, Hey, can you chill out? Like I was first in goal. game, first goal. Yeah. Already going at him. Yeah. So, but like, that's, uh, that's terrible. Like, don't, don't play a tournament if that's how you play. Like, what are you doing? So, so I chat him. I'm like, Hey, chill out. Like I was in goal, like spread out a little bit, like play positions, you know? Well, and then he's already like, openly stated that he likes things a little musty, a little, a little closed guess, in, a little I, gross. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he just likes to be all up in somebody's grill. But yeah. like, so we ended up still making it to with this guy. We made it to like the quarterfinals or semifinals. No, we made it to the semifinals because it was like a three game series to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and we lost both of the like we lost the first two games in that because of this fucking guy but like the whole time dude like i I, eventually i was like andrew i'm just gonna play goalie because this guy is a hundred percent gonna be out of position like all game and so if i'm not playing goalie he's absolutely not gonna be playing goalie so if i'm not playing goalie we just have an open goal all game so please score and i'll just play goalie like the whole time and so that's what we ended up doing. He like he was he was still like blocking Andrew's shots on accident because he just wanted to make contact oh, with the ball. God. Dude, he scored he scored on our own goal, the losing goal of the entire tournament. He scored on our goal. Once again, while I was sitting in goal, I could have defended. And then he like did an aerial. He jumped up in the air and hit the goal into our he hit the ball into our goal and i'm like i'm not expecting my teammate to take a shot on goal but like all he was trying to do was make contact with the ball i'm sure he just wanted to like bounce it off the wall or something but like i was in goal i had the defense like there was nobody shooting the ball was just headed our direction and the last goal of the series he scores on us Uh, and like the whole time dude i was furious like i i said this last week but i get comp i get competitive about rocket league like i really enjoy it up right now but uh, dude i'm still fucking pissed still DMing musty over here i was shit i was so furious and then i felt bad because like like andrew like andrew's competitive too but like i i could tell andrew was like i'm sorry like i don't know what to do (laughs) um so uh, like i apologized to him later i was like i'm sorry like i know i got out of hand i just like I, like I like why would you play a tournament just to troll the whole time like I like especially when somebody's calling you out like over and over again like you're obviously not doing things right like can you not I, at one point I even just told him like can you just leave like we'll just play twos 
in a threes tournament. Like we'll just play with two people. I'd rather do that than like play with somebody like this. Um, anyway, so that's my piece. Like, but you can, I, I'll, I will take criticism from you, Evan. So am I, am I too, am I too serious, too competitive about rocket league? Do I have legitimate mm-hmm. gripes here? Well, no, I mean, you're obviously only hearing my side of the story. There was too. a point where we were playing Warzone in the extra life stream. And there was that kid who like randomly was watching this. Like, can I play? Oh yeah. yeah that yeah. kid is the reason that he's the reason that drove me to rocket league that night. Like, cause he kept jumping like at random times, like in, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was yeah. super sore. Literally every time he would jump by himself, and then he would be day. like, give me all your cash. Give me all your cash. I'm like, fuck you. Like, I don't even know who you are right now. Why are you watching our stream? Like I was getting actually upset. Granted, this is also like four in the morning. So I'm like very sleep deprived. I already have openly stated that I don't do well without sleep. And this guy just continuing to drop at Superstore every fucking drop. Like I was, I was losing my shit. So no, I completely understand this. And I do. I, I get upset. At, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. upset about these little things like that too. If, if it's going to impact the entire team and like game, like that's, that's my biggest beef yeah. is like be a team player, like just fucking play your part or whatever that is. Like, you know, if you want to chase the ball, fine. But like, at least like we know where you're at. Like, don't, don't just run around willy nilly. Like that's what I say every time. Like if, if this is like, by all means play this way, if this is the way you prefer to play, but play singles, like play one V ones. Well, like why would you play threes and then be like, I'm the only one that's going to touch the ball. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are we supposed to do? Do you want us to just sit in backfield and like, let you do your thing? Like, why are we here? Yeah. I like I just don't understand. But anyway, so that was my experience playing Rocket League this week. So I might I might take a a, a mini break from Rocket League because I, I feel like I got too worked up. <laughs> Still a little bit hurt. Yeah. Um all right. So that's that's what we've been playing. That's our progress bar. Um we're gonna level up, Evan, and talk about our accomplishments in these games this week. Um just real quick, I, I've got like quick ones. I already said I got a, a duo's win um in Warzone. I won four gulags in a row. Um, This is the one I'm impressed with. I won four gulags in a row with just melee because, as you probably noticed, they went back to the stupid fucking sniper rifles in gulags. The worst. Yeah. I don't like. It's so unenjoyable for me. Like, I like that's where I'm like, are the devs just trolling us at this point? Like, do they just not care? Like I don't just understand why you do that as a knives dev. and like, fists. Like, yeah, like, I, I don't like the sniper rifles. So I just I was like I'm not even I'm not even gonna fire my weapon. Like it's not gonna do me any good. I'm not gonna get a kill of like if I'm trying to use the weapon, I'm not gonna get it. So I'm just gonna melee. And so I won four gulags in a row with melee, and I was proud of that. Usually works. So. You catch people off guard. Uh, but what about you? What's your What's your achievement this week? So I, I did go over. Um, <clears throat> each of these here, but the unlock the Easter egg downtown about four or five times and um the first fortnite game or first game of fortnite in the new season we got a dub which was pretty cool i'm gonna throw one though that it kind of reminded me though so you won the four games in gulag with only melee there was uh one of the gulags i was in the entire team dies uh while we were trying to do this easter egg hunt and so we were literally just like all right we're gonna go into gulag and restart again because we didn't get it the first time and so I pulled out like fists only and it was a sniper round, which I was like, I'm just going to see how long it takes this guy to actually hit me, which <laughs> he unloads an entire clip. But I was literally around him the entire time. And then he tries to melee me and I'd keep ducking. And like, I was just, I was in <laughs> tears, just cracking myself up about it. But eventually did end up dying, of course. And, uh, you know, went back into it. So nothing too, too crazy on that front. 
And uh, I'm excited to get into like one of the NHL challenges. But I meant to add, oh, um, by the way, I looked it up. So this is Epic's, uh, Epic's Fortnite. I don't know why I said Epic's Fortnite. It's Fortnite. Fortnite uh, Chapter 2 Season 5 is the way they're okay. naming it. It's strange. It seems very convoluted. But um, <laughs> I meant to ask, did you, you didn't play like the, like at the season change, right? Like you didn't see the season change event. You jumped in. No, afterwards? I did not. No. Okay. Um, I like, I've heard mixed reviews on it. Like some said it was like super cool. And then others were like, yeah, it was a thing. They changed seasons. Um, but yeah, apparently Mando and uh, is Grogu in it? Is baby Yoda in it too? Or just Mando? Uh, he is one of the, uh, like the sprays that you can get. Uh, okay. I, I don't know if he's actually like, he might be in there somewhere. I, I haven't played it enough to know quite yet. I wouldn't put it past him to like stick him in the map somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Grogu, by the way, we found out Grogu is baby Yoda's name. Yeah. Um, it's a big one. And spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, that was on, <laughs> that was one. on the episode that Ahsoka Tano was on. Um, and that was exciting too, because that's the first live action rendition of her that we've gotten. Um, and it was super cool. Uh, I, I enjoyed that episode, dude, you know, this is totally off topic, but, um, that episode of the Mandalorian was that entire episode of the Mandalorian was, uh, like one huge nod to Akira Kurosawa's hidden fortress, which is the movie that George Lucas based episode four on. Interesting. Yeah. Like the whole thing is like, the whole thing is like samurai. Like it's, it's like the classic samurai showdown, like storyline and movie. Um, like even the, even the aesthetic, like Ahsoka Tano's, uh, like lightsabers is it like in the tradition of like the one small sword and then the, like the longer katana. Um, and cause she's got the two, uh, and then like the town and like the, like the filmography, the, like the shots, the, the setting, um, all of it is huh. just like, it's a huge nod, uh, to it. I, I think stuff like that is so cool. Well, yeah, I mean, just the backstory on it all. But yeah. I, I'm not into the the whole Star Wars universe that much. Like, this was the the show that got me and Delaney to watch the entire Star Wars series. Oh, nice! Except nice. for the animated ones. So I know that they do actually incorporate the storyline from those. But yeah. everything I, else, I honestly haven't watched. People people are telling me I need to watch the Clone Wars, and I haven't done it yet. I, I will at some point. I just haven't. But I know Ahsoka yeah. Tano's in Clone Wars. Um, so. Uh, and I, and I will say the Mandalorian is, is like watching a video game essentially. Like every episode's like a video game mission. That's like true. it just, it feels very much like a video game and I love it. Yeah. Um, all right. This brings us to patch notes, Evan. This is patch current notes. events, patch notes, uh, current events, news, all that good stuff. We've got some, uh, Neil Druckmann, Neil Druckmann, Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog news. We've got metal gear news. We've got silent hill news. Um, this is an interesting week where like, what's interesting to me is that this is usually the time of the year when like news slows down, there's nothing happening, nothing to talk about, but there's still some pretty cool stuff going on to talk about. So first up, Neil Druckmann is now co-president of Naughty Dog. Neil, Br- Neil Druckmann got a promotion. Good for you, Neil. A well-deserved deserve promotion. It. Um, yeah, he, he joined Evan Wells, uh, at the top of the Sony owned developer, um, this story coming from Eurogamer.net. Um, 
Druckmann joined Naughty Dog in tw- uh, 2004, um, and he was the creative director and writer of The Last of Us. Um, obviously, the the creative director and writer of Last of Us Part Two, uh, but he also wrote um, and directed uh, Uncharted Four um, as well, which I think is my favorite Uncharted game. Um, but they're all so so good. Um, he was vice president of Naughty Dog for a long Naughty Dog for a long time, um, and then. Uh, was just promoted to to uh, co-president, so that's exciting to me. I don't know what that means for Evan Wells. I don't know because he's been a president for uh, of Naughty Dog for a long time. So I don't know if Evan is is possibly going to go on to something else hmm. um, in the new year. I, I may be reading too much into it, but um, yeah, he's co-president. He's also uh, highly involved with the HBO. Um, last of a series that's in development right now. Um, and they're saying that he'll still be directing and writing games as well. So gosh, he's a busy, busy guy. Um, but yeah, congrats to Neil Druckmann. Well-deserved. Um, probably, I, I mean, to me at least probably the most legendary video game writer and director, uh, in the industry, at least right now. So that's exciting. Um, Evan, are you a fan of the Metal Gear games? I played Phantom Limb. And that was on Xbox 360. That was at that time where Phantom, I did not get a new wait, system. Phantom Pain? Fan, yeah, did I say Phantom Five? Limb? Metal yes, Gear. I did. Yeah. Uh, sure did. But it, it is like they reference a Phantom Limb in that game. So you're not too far Phantom, off. Phantom um, Five. something. Phantom Five. Pain. Phantom Pain. Yes, that game. Played that. Really, okay. I was a fan of that one. It was good, but I, I didn't get into all of them, honestly. Um, one of my buddies used to play it, and I remember watching him do it. And like, I just, at the time, wasn't really a big fan. I, the only reason I got this one is because I was, I was just bored. I hadn't had a new game on 360, and like I said, I wasn't playing the new system quite yet. So that was the, the last game I'd actually played on the 360 before getting the PS4. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Metal Gear 5 is another game that I have not finished um add it to the list so we'll add that to We've the got list. two or three here so far uh huge metal gear fan uh i'm a, I'm a huge metal gear fan <clears throat> um i didn't even know this was a thing but apparently there is a metal gear solid movie in the works and That's according to cool. gameinformer.com oscar isaac has reportedly been cast as solid snake in the upcoming film. Do you think um, it's a good, a good match? I love this casting. I'm a huge Oscar Isaac fan. Um, he's, he's aged since like, since we saw him, you know, uh, on screen as Poe Dameron in star Wars. And like, you know, he's obviously done a few other things. He did, uh, uh, ex machina. Um, is it ex oh, machina? That's great. Yeah. Ex machina. Um, phenomenal. That's movie a phenomenal well. movie. Um, yeah. Dude, I feel like you and I could do a podcast about movies and TV shows too, and like fill a a decent amount of time. Uh, yeah, we can include but, some of that in here, you know. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to take on another one, but um, no. Like I, he's a phenomenal actor, at, at least to to me. I, I would that's agree. Not like a hot take, but like I just looking at like like he's a little bit gray in the temples now. Like he's he's like he's just. He, I think he fits this part so perfectly. Um, but w- what I would be really interested to see is that, so if they're following the Metal Gear Solid 
story faithfully there's also liquid snake who is metal gear or metal gear who is solid snakes twin brother um but he's got blonde hair so i would i would be interested to see if they're going to follow this story and also cast him as liquid snake and have him play against himself as his twin brother that i think would be really interesting interesting and i'm also interested to see who else they cast in this film there's ocelot there's meryl um, there's like a bunch of, of characters that like, I, I would love to see like a superstar studded cast for this movie. I'm very excited about it. It seems so. very early on. So I'm interested to see where, it, what direction they take that in. Yeah, it does. And all of this is unconfirmed, but this is like, this is according to, um, a website called deadline, uh, that they, they have sources that Oscar Isaac has, has signed up for this role. So, hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll see the, the film currently has no start date for production. Um, Oscar Isaac is, is currently filming Dune, so they may have wrapped by now, maybe. Um, so he's, he's obviously busy as well, but so we'll see, we'll see what comes of that. But I thought that was cool. Exciting news. Um, we, we said we were going to talk a little bit more about Dragon Age four. Um, and just real quick, I, this is strange to me, but BioWare's this is also coming from GameInformer.com. BioWare's Casey Hudson and Mark Dara are leaving the studio. Uh, BioWare is the the developer, obviously, for Dragon Age, um, the uh, the uh, Mass Effect series as well, um, Anthem, um, and this to me seems like um, Casey and Mark got let go. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me seeing that Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem both. I I don't mean to be unkind, but they were both terrible games. Um, and, and like Anthem was just straight up broken to the to the point that Bioware has promised that they're essentially like redeveloping the entire game, and they're gonna they're gonna release a patch that like basically fixes everything. Um, I think adds story even changes gameplay mechanics, like all that, like they're essentially redesigning the game from, from the top down. Um, and so, you know, Casey Hudson is the general manager, um, of Bioware. Mark Dar is a a producer. Um, and so, you know, Bioware, like the, the leadership of Bioware has said that, you know, Dragon Age four, um, which is, which is currently in production, like that's still on track. That'll still come out on time. Anthem next, which is the update to the Anthem game. That's going to fix everything that's still on track. Um, and the mass effect trilogy remaster, um, which was just announced a few weeks ago. Those are supposedly going to be unaffected of this, uh, from this. So, um, but the, the quote is, um, from the, from the Bioware blog, the quote is we strive for all of our studios to be places where talented, creative people come to do career defining work. A dimension of this ambition is that sometimes those people want to try something different. Casey Hudson, GM, Bioware, and Mark Dara, executive producer, Dragon Age, are two of those people, and they have decided to move on from Bioware. Um, I don't know. What's your take? This, to me, does not seem like a voluntary thing, especially with this big stuff on the horizon, but I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't feel qualified at all to chime in. From reading it, though, Like there could be some of that. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't really, I don't, I would only be like a, 
assuming that honestly from reading this from what i can see here like it it just maybe they are parting ways but the fact that they're doing it together i don't know maybe you make a, a point and you said that those two games were shit right dragon age and anthem uh no not dragon age so anthem was shit um i th- that's i don't i don't think anybody would argue that it's just objectively true uh and um um Mass Effect Andromeda was the other one. Gotcha. Um, just widely hated by by fans of the Mass Effect series, and it, it was like it was such a big deal because it was like we hadn't had a new Mass Effect game in a long time. It was the follow up to the to the trilogy, um, and it just was not good. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, this, obviously, they're being like polite on social media. Like, there's no doesn't seem like there's any animosity at least publicly but i i with the mass effect trilogy remaster anthem next and dragon age 4 on the horizon all of which casey and mark uh were highly involved with i i'm just not sure that this is necessarily voluntary but who knows could be um but you know the the also the the pessimist side of me says that those all of those things will not be unaffected um so i'm I'm nervous for dragon age 4 but i guess we'll see what happens there too um also just real quick next the ps3 got a firmware update evan the ps3 ps3 not the p i didn't mean ps4 yeah but why the ps3 so this uh this is coming from push square um but essentially this was to fix a minor security issue, but the the biggest reason for this is so that people could play new Blu-rays because apparently they have to like reacquire the licenses or there's like something different about like, I, I really don't understand it, but uh, you can, you can use it to play modern Blu-rays now. There you go. PS3 players. So PS3 or players got movie watchers. Um, and it's Big not day. A, it's not a mandatory update, but uh, it's there if you want it. So I've got my PS3 behind me. I'm going to be turning that on and updating it, um, <laughs> just so I've got it. But uh, next, Silent Hill, Gravity Rush, uh, and I think um, what was the other game that these guys worked on? Forbidden Siren. That's a Japanese game. But uh, these. Uh, Three three veterans that worked on these games um, are leaving Sony Japan and creating their own studio. And this is interesting to me because um, there have been Silent Hill rumors. We'll get into that in just a second. But uh, so Silent Hill creator um, Kichiro Toyama um, joined by Katsunobu Sato and Junya Okura. Uh, are leaving Sony Japan to form their own studio called Boca Game Studio. Um, there's a there's like an announcement video and there's even some concept art in there which looks uh, horror esque. There's like some like humanoid and like insect type like monster looking things in the in the concept art. Um, so this is very exciting to me, but this also makes me nervous that the Silent Hill rumors are not true. Uh, are you a Silent Hill fan or did you play Gravity Rush or any of those games? Negative, no. Are you a horror movie or game fan in general? Uh, I do like them. I mean, I mean we played Phasmophobia. I can't, yeah, I can't say I've been like 
you know, a big, big uh, consumer of them though. Like hmm. more so with the video game side of things. Movies have watched it, uh, several of them. Were you aware of uh, Silent Hill, uh, what are they? Silent Hills PT? Um, mm-hmm. That like playable trailer PT um, that they released. So like Hideo Kojima was attached to uh, Sony to make a Silent Hill game um, years ago. And Norman Reedus had signed up to be in that game. This was before Death Stranding was even thought of uh, at that time. And they made this like teaser like demo essentially and called it a playable trailer or playable teaser. One of the two but they just called it silent Hills PT. Um, and it was amazing. It was super scary, like really like cinematic and like atmospheric and stuff. Uh, it's really good. So, um, but now, and then there's been some silent Hill rumors recently, but like, uh, it seems like those may not be true because the creator is leaving to make his own studio. So, I don't know what to make of this. I'm excited to see what these guys are working on. It also means because gravity rush two came out a very long time ago, uh, 2017 maybe. Um, So it also means that we may never see what these guys have been working on since gravity rush two came out um, because it's been almost four years at this point. So I don't really know what to make of this either. This one seems amicable as well. They even said they'd be happy to come back and work on, like any gravity rusher or other titles like in the future for uh, Sony Japan in like a second party capacity. Um, But I just thought this, this was cool. Um, I like to see like new small studios, like indie studios pop up. uh, And these guys definitely have the chops to do some cool stuff. So that's exciting though. Yeah. So we'll see what they do. It's Boca game studio. um, If you want to look them up. Uh, and then speaking of Silent Hill rumors, there is a rumor that Hideo Kojima reportedly could be working on a Silent Hills game for PS5. This comes from comicbook.com of all places. But um, so the there there has been rumors off and on that Hideo Kojima might be coming back to make a Silent Hill game for PlayStation the sort of like the blocker here is that uh, Kojima and Konami do not have a great relationship. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's part of why he left to form his own studio um, Kojima productions. And then he made death stranding. And then we, we're not really sure what he's working on since death stranding came out. Um, and so there's a new rumor that, uh, so according to Moore's law is dead. Um, that that's the username. Um, he's, a uh, like a video game insider, like leaker type of, of individual. Um, according to this person, Hideo Kojima is working on a silent Hills game in partnership with Konami and Sony. Uh, so he's, he's claiming that Kojima and Konami have mended their relationship a little bit. Um, and that it may be revealed at the game awards, uh, on the 10th. So hmm. I guess we'll find out. I'm not holding out a lot of hope, but I would love to see Kojima on a silent Hill game. I love silent Hill. Um, silent Hill homecoming, I think is my favorite silent Hill game, but downpour was really good too. So we'll see. I'm I'll a huge check K- those Kojima nerd too. So 
He's very well renowned. I, I only played a, a few though. Well, yeah. really the one Metal Gear. But yeah, Death Death Stranding. Uh, I couldn't. I, I just too much if, about you being like a mailman. Like, <laughs> okay, I, I'm not gonna lie. That game is 100 percent about you being a delivery person. You are a, a a delivery guy in that game. But like, what they're able to do around that is incredible. If Death Stranding came out this year along with last of us part two, I would have a really hard time deciding between those two, which one is my favorite. Really? Yeah. So huh. it's, it's, it's really, really good. I, I do recommend it. Even okay. if you don't think you'd be into it, I do recommend it because the story is just bizarre and like really intriguing and it's really good. It's, it's, it's a hundred percent Kojima. It's like pure unfiltered Kojima. It's like Kojima without, it's Kojima being able to do exactly what he wants to do, which is what he did. So, I, I, I'm not I'm not shutting the door to it. I, I might pick it up at some point, but uh, I, I don't know. I was so in on it. I bought the um, special edition Death Stranding PS4 Pro. Uh, that it was like the console, the game, and the controller, which is amazing. I'll have to show it to you sometime. Um, and I'm currently trying to get my hands on, I already have the game, but I'm currently trying to get my hands on the steel book edition of the game. Uh, cause it's really good. I have the last of us part two steel book up there on that shelf, but, um, yeah, I love it a lot. So I, I really hope Kojima's working on a silent load game. Um, and these last two, Evan, um, I'll let you take it away for these last two. Uh, but these are really interesting as well. Yeah, we, we did get some confirmation here. So in the last episode, we talked about just the cost of games, you know, $60 being the the standard for well over 10 years here. And typically though, they'd increased with each new system, but it has been confirmed here that the games in June of 2021 will start to be increasing. I mean, I believe it was demon souls. They referenced was sold for $70, which was an increase to the normal 60, but ultimately we're going to, yeah, we're going to start seeing more of these games you know, rise in cost. And a lot of it goes back to just the developmental costs of, of creating these games. You know, we talked about it last time. It, it takes a very long time, years. Uh, what was it? Cyberpunk has been hinted at since 2013. Is that accurate? They revealed it. Yeah, I think in 2013 is what we said. Um, so it's been, in, yeah, it's been in development for basically like seven or eight years now. And it's been delayed multiple times as well. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So I still don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. But a few of the games that they referenced, or not the games specifically, but they said that we could be seeing games as expensive as $90. It goes back to if I am just getting a game and I'm paying $90, I, I don't care about the economy and just how things have changed. If it goes down, awesome. I'm, I'm in. But $90 for a video game, I don't know. That is a very tough one to swallow there so well what's crazy i'm not sure is so it what's weird is that if games go to 70 dollars in the u.s like or six they're at 60 dollars in the u.s right now right so like Mm -hmm. that means in the uk they cost 60 pounds and a pound is more than a u.s dollar so for some reason like retail like the just the skews have come out to be like you know if it's 60 dollars in the u.s it's 60 pounds in the uk if it's 70 in the u.s it's 70 in the uk um and that's a huge jump like that's a much bigger jump like for us oh, it's yeah. ten dollars 
in the UK, it's a much bigger jump for them. So like them paying 70 pounds, I, I don't remember what the exchange rate is, but I, I remember them saying it's, I, I think somewhere around like 85 or something like that. So like they're already paying like a lot more for games than we are just because like the, the price in the UK is based on the dollar price in America, even though they're not equivalent. And then in Canada, um, I think Sony, uh, Sony, at least I, I don't know about other developers, but like, uh, or, or, um, marketplaces, but like Sony hadn't been charging tax. I think it was in Canada because they, they didn't have any like physical presence in Canada. So that's how they're getting around it. But now I think they're going to have to start charging tax. And so even with this increase from 60 to 70 in Canada, on top of that, Canada's going to have to start paying tax on video games. So then it's a bigger jump for them as well. Um, so I'm gathering yeah, this, stuff this to be like, European and or Canadian at this time for yeah. video games. But yeah, like to your point, this means like special editions are going to cost more like you know, a hundred bucks, 120. But that, but that to me makes more sense. If it's a special edition, generally there's something else that comes with that. It's an exchange. You yeah, get yeah. something like in return for I that. I bought the complete so. edition of last of us part two, which came with like a art book, steel book, like a bunch mm-hmm. of other stuff. And that cost me, honestly, I think that only cost me like 80 bucks. Um, and yeah. now we're talking about paying $10 less than that for a base video game. Like, don't know if I can do it. Doesn't sound great. I like. I do get it. We talked about it last week. You know, there, there's like rising development costs and, and things. Um, Sean Layden has talked about that uh, from from PlayStation. He's he's talked about like he wants to see more like more like indie space, like smaller titles come out that are like more cost effective that maybe would be cheaper too. But you know, this also means that like for like games that would be forty dollars, like those mid tier games that we're talking about are probably going to be 50 now. Um, oh, for sure. You know, so. I don't know. I mean, it, it's inevitable. I mean, we knew that it was going to come, but we're finally here. Um, but the next one comes from CD Projekt Red and how they specifically had noted that they weren't going to enforce crunch. It's yep. kind of like a PR policy that they released. And it's a it's a, a term used in gaming mainly uh, video game development where they they basically they just work crazy hours to try and get to the release of a game so cd project red who is creating cyberpunk 2077 um openly stated that they are engaging in that to try and get this game to release at its launch date however the, the bigger talking point here is just like how you know i get it they, they make very good money off of these games but it, I've always been somewhat turned off by the the idea that your employer can essentially dictate your life out in and outside of work. The fact that you need to be engaged in crunch or that you need to be working all of the time, like completely eliminates the possibility of like having a life outside of that. And I mean, from what I've read at minimum, like 60 hours, like sometimes they're working up to like 80 and just un, unreal, like work weeks. Like yeah. that's just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I do feel like the, the quality of the product is going to be reduced. Like if people are that exhausted and they're just going all of the time, like you're going to miss stuff. Like it's inevitable. Like you're going to be burnt out and it's just not healthy, nor is it going to, I think it could impact the quality of the game. Now, maybe they have more resources to, to QC some of those things. I just, I don't think that's a, a good practice to engage in and uh, I find it a little concerning. Am I going to not buy the game as a result? 
probably not. So maybe I need to speak with my money here and not give money to developers that are engaging in these practices. But um, I do think it's worth like, you know, speaking about that because it's really, it's it's not, it's not right. Yeah. I I know that I would be, yeah, there's a lot that goes into this. I would, I would be really unhappy and probably wouldn't last long if my current employer was like, Hey, uh, we took on a project that you had no say in. Uh, and so because of that, we're all going to be working 80 hours a week for the foreseeable future. Um, could be a couple months, could be, you know, six months, who knows? Um, I mean, obviously I'd be getting paid for my time, but like, I'm happy with what I'm getting paid with or getting paid right now, working 40 hours a week. Uh, that's what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for 80 hours a week for, you know, extended periods of time. So I do get that. That's, that's a bummer. I think for anybody, um, the other side of it is that often like developers, you know, programmers, I, I guess, depending on your tier, I don't, I don't know too, too much about it, but like you do, you do get bonused often, um, for how well a game does. And so, and often like when a, when a big game like this comes out, like cyberpunk 2077 from CD project red, um, developers, like, you know, the teams that are working on this will get, extended periods off to you. Like they may get a couple months off before they go back to work on whatever the next thing is. So they are getting like on the other side of it, they're getting compensated. Like they'll get bonuses and some time off and stuff like that. But that, you know, that also doesn't really make up for like, you know, there are, you know, there can be legitimate health concerns if you're working like 80 hours a week and like staying until like 2 AM every day. And like, you know, that it's still a bummer. Like even if you're getting compensated on the other side, like if you're one of these people, you didn't necessarily sign up for that right on top um, of that imagine you're in the scenario where you're raising a family too and you've yeah, had to engage in crunch for the past year and yeah. that year was when you just had a newborn yeah like now you're not like you have to provide you're stuck in this really terrible spot of choosing your career yeah potentially over your family and like it, it it's just not a good place to be yeah and from what i understand I, I could be wrong about this, but so CD Projekt Red is located in Poland, I think, um, somewhere in Eastern Europe at least, and in like wherever they're at, I, I think they're close to Warsaw. I I could be totally wrong on that, but like wherever they're at, I remember reading that the like the average pay is like three or four times less than what cyber or not cyberpunk CD Projekt Red employees make. So to your point, I mean, like if you are in this position, quitting is not really a good option for you. Like finding something else is not a great option because there's like, you're not going to make the same money anywhere else. Um, so the, I, I think that argument kind of goes both ways. Like, yes, you're getting compensated well, or at least better than like most of the other things around you. But you know, it's still not a great situation to have to do that. Now, this also ties in, like we were just talking about the last was part two, naughty dog crunched um famously before the release of night or uh last of us part two jason trier broke that story when he was still with kotaku he's with i think bloomberg now um but like the way that story broke is that developers were at not at the offices at naughty dog working um and a pipe fell from the ceiling and like fell like feet away from some of the developers that were working there and if it had dropped closer like it would have killed probably uh, at least a couple of them and 
they were saying like the construction workers on the floor above, which dropped the, who dropped the pipe probably were just assuming that nobody was in the office. And so they weren't being as careful as they should be. But like this was shortly before the release of last of us part two. So people were there because they were crunching. And so Jason Trier like wrote this editorial that was like scathing and like talking about crunch culture and like it's unsustainable, which I I agree with. I, I think it is unsustainable. And there is a part of me too, that thinks that, if you if you had like if you had a good production schedule and a good producer it's the producer's job to make sure that things are on time and moving along if you had a good production schedule and a good producer you probably could get things done without having to crunch last minute uh but i've also never developed a video game so i don't know how realistic that is but it just seems like with any project if you've got somebody that knows what they're doing moving things along it, it's and you and you had like with CD Projekt Red's situation, you had seven years to develop this, like, and then they delayed it three times, and then they're still crunching after they said they would not crunch, and then they even address it on social media. They're like, we know we said we're not we weren't going to do this, but we have to do this. Yeah, what can you do? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what That's are you going to do? Much what it was. So, yeah, man, I I don't know. Like, I have such mis- mixed feelings. Cause I, like, I've never developed a game, but this just doesn't seem necessary. And I I know that COVID has something to do with this too. Like, people are working from home. Like, that can be challenging when you're developing a game and like putting a, a narrative together. But like, right, you've also had seven years before this. So like, what exactly is happening? I, I maybe it all comes together in like the last two months. I I don't know, but like. It doesn't, I don't know. I, I think I'm with a you. It doesn't off. really seem reasonable to me. Right. And it, these people are being compensated, at, and at least in America, you know, Naughty Dog employees, I, I guess, could go and find a, another job and probably do okay. Um, and I'm sure the bonuses are nice afterwards, but, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure some people are fine with it, but, like, it would be a bummer if you're if you're a family person, you know. Right. Well, yeah. moving on yeah it seems i don't know it seems unreasonable but yeah i'm glad you put that on here um because i've i've thought about that before and just never really talked it through but i i think we're on the same page it seems like seems unhealthy doesn't seem yeah. doesn't seem necessary no god no you'll um, have a pipe fall in your head oh if you god. work 80 hour weeks dude i if that i i just can't imagine being that person i'd be so mad i'd be like what the fuck like and nobody told these people that we're here working like come on come on you know one of those guys was like he had, he just heated up some ramen for the third time that day <laughs> set it on the desk to his right and a pipe comes and just destroys it just, and the microwave's <laughs> been broken for the two weeks beforehand and so he finally has like, got a working butterfly. microwave and fresh ramen and now uh, your pipe just ruined it's his, ruined it's my his day. one solace from his like crushing you know 18 hour a day job yep he's like oh, i finally get my rom- my five minutes of peace and ramen goes to yep. get a spoon comes back and he's got no more computer no more ramen <laughs> yeah yeah that oh, would God. suck um all right that brings us to loot drop this is upcoming video game releases this list is a little bit shorter than last week but you know we are at the end of the year not much is happening uh on the game release front but a few notables warzone season seven uh was set i think Excited it was set for the 10th but i i think they're saying it's possibly delayed to the 16th to coincide with um 
uh, Black Ops, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. That's a mouthful. Um, uh, I think it's to de- it's delayed to account for that that integration. Is have you heard anything about this? Mm-hmm. I was I was reading about it cursorily. I, I probably should have researched it a little more, but like. I, it's delayed anyway. Um, so I think it was supposed to happen on the 10th as well. It's delayed possibly to the 16th, uh, but it's it's right around the corner of season seven is. Um, I'm excited about it too. I think uh, I think I made it most of the way through the battle pass. I don't think I'm going to finish the battle pass this season, but I, I would like to try and finish the battle pass next season. I'll probably get so. to that. I'm, I'm more, what I'm most excited about it though is just a new portion of the map. Um Yes. What they haven't, I mean, given that it was a somewhat of a leak, I don't know if they actually know, like, is it going to be an entire map? So you'd have like your war zone or like you can go to Alcatraz within the existing map, which I yeah. probably would make most sense. Yeah. So um, like the, the leak will just tell everybody is, um, we think that, uh, the Alcatraz map from black ops four is going to be returning as Rebirth Island. Um, so the Black Ops Leaks Twitter account tweeted this out originally, and then it got picked up by Charlie Intel um, with you know some art and things like that. Um, but and, and then some of the some of the wording in the upcoming uh, season release looks like it it could point to this too. But what I was assuming, if they do this, what I was assuming is that it may be like Apex, um, and Apex just randomly will drop you into one of their two maps right now, uh, or I guess oh, they have no three shit. maps technically because the newest one just came out with the new season. But like you'll, yeah, you'll just like go in with the squad, and it'll just put you in one of the three maps. Um, I don't really know how it decides that, but hmm. the game somehow decides which map to put you in. So I was assuming it may be something like that. Um, I don't know for Warzone. I don't know how else you would do it. I I don't think like I don't think they would expand the current map. Um, because it's already pretty big. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, Fortnite's done that where they but granted they also changed their entire map. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see that though. Would be really excited to just have a a new fresh map to go to, or even just a new place within that map. It would be pretty cool. Yeah, the map hasn't changed at all. They haven't even changed like landmarks or Mm -mm. features or anything since it launched. So a new map would be pretty sweet. Um, Up next, Rocket League Season 2 is coming on December 9th. Um, To answer your question, Evan, when did they start doing seasons? They they were doing seasons pretty early on. Um, So they would would do like... uh, they were doing like themed seasons before. So like I've got a Knight Rider car. There's a Ghostbusters like um, whatever. What do they call that thing? Wow. I'm a terrible nerd. I don't remember the name of the Ghostbusters car. Ghost Rider. Oh, no. No. Fuck. Somebody's going to get really mad at me and like just just comment and tell me I'm an idiot and then give me the name. Um, but they did. So they did an 80s theme once um, you could get uh, uh, a DeLorean. You could get the Knight Rider car, the Ghostbusters car. They did one where you could get the Jurassic Park Jeep um, and some other stuff. So like they've done seasons that coincided with like themes before. Now that Epic owns Rocket League, like Epic bought Epic bought. Ugh, oh, my God. I can't talk. Epic bought Psyonix. Um 
And so, and Psionics developed Rocket League, so they own Rocket League now. Uh, so they they kind of restarted it and, and did a season one, which we're in right now. Um, and then season two starts on the 10th. But they've been doing seasons for a while. And essentially what it does is it like at the end of a season, your rank resets. And then coming back into the new season, you just have to play some placement matches. And it'll put you at the rank that correlates with your skill level, I guess. I don't really know how they decide it exactly. Um, and then you just work your way through the ranks again and competitive during the season. So I'm excited. It usually brings like some, some new like cosmetics and other stuff. So I'm excited to see what's in that. Um, I'm not sure. Evan, are you a destiny two fan? Have you played much of that? If any of that, I do not have a wide variety of games that I have played. I've I've heard good things about destiny two though. I, I played destiny. Didn't really care for, I'm not like a huge fan of the games as a service type of thing it's it's really going to catch me which is why i was surprised that i like warzone as much as i do um but destiny 2 is getting a native ps5 and xbox series x version on the 8th uh so lovers of that game will be excited about that um i think it's supposed to be able to do 1080p and 60 fps um consistently so that's exciting uh doom eternal is coming to switch uh on december 8th um and then uh, probably the big release this week, Cyberpunk 2077, is coming on December 10th. Um, they still have not said it's delayed again, so I guess I'll trust them this time. Uh, all that crunch is paying We're off. Basically, They're here. releasing the game. Um, yeah, in three days as of this recording. And then lastly, I just wanted to put this on here because uh, it's it's an indie game. I have a soft spot for indie games, um, and uh, this one looks really interesting. But it's called Sword of the Necromancer. Um, it's releasing on December 10th. I'm so sorry. I did not note who the developer is, but if you search it, I'm positive you'll be able to find it. Uh, but the description for this one is a dungeon crawler action RPG with roguelike elements where you can revive your defeated enemies to make them fight alongside you. Um, the art's really cute and charming. It's like, uh, very cartoony. It's very RPG. Um, it's a top down, uh, RPG dungeon crawler and it looks really, really fun. Um, Similar, Evan, we almost played Torchlight 2 uh, on the Extra Life stream, similar to like that sort of animation. Um, a little bit like cuter than Diablo, I would say, is is how I would describe this. So, It's right up your alley. Yeah, if you're interested in stuff like this, I'm definitely going to be checking this out. So if you're interested in stuff like this, uh, give that a look. Um, yeah, and that's our loot drop, which brings us, Evan, to the final boss. Can you do a final boss laugh? Um, I think you nailed it. I don't I'll, really I'll have like a, try. a good voice for that. <laughs> That's really, actually, we, we should clip that. That's right, pretty damn it. good. All right. Yeah. Um, you guys didn't know I was Young a voice actor too, it. did you? Uh, <laughs> so quests. We, we, we took on a couple quests last week. Um, so let's check in on those. The first one, Evan, is how many swears can you elicit? from players in Warzone in a week. So, so, so disappointed. Yeah, so tell me about it. They didn't, they didn't swear. Like these were just, no, no, not at all. I had like, and I was impressed by my own gameplay too. Like there was two squads that I eliminated and the worst that I got was just somebody screaming comms out at somebody. Like not once did anybody swear. (laughs) Not the entire time that I played. It was just like in these games where I'm like, I have every opportunity to like, I'm like, come on, like, Let's go. Here we go. The worst that I got was, God damn it. Like, huh. and that was it. I got two. 
and I, I don't know why I'm so like mad about this because normally like I don't know it's a source of entertainment for sure it's one of the most satisfying uh, things about playing that game yeah, yeah like the my teammate who who got a kill heard somebody moaning but that was about it like nothing remotely toxic whatsoever <laughs> So um, that that was my attempt. I didn't fare much better. I got four total. Um, they were just like, ah, oh, fuck. Or like, ah, right. what the hell? Like stuff like that. But my favorite one, Evan. So let me set the scene for you. You know, in Quarry, the the tall building that's like in the back, like left-hand corner of Quarry. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and then it's got like the smokestack that you can like you can get out on the roof and then climb it's up. It's one of my go to spots. Me yeah. too. I love that building. So like in the bottom floor, like there's like you can go down to the basement, but in the same room there's like a little vent that you can mm-hmm. like hop up into. Um so it like connects the inside of the building to like just on the outside. There's like some crates and stuff on the outside. So uh my buddy Michael that I was playing with, he had died. Um and I think he'd already gulag, so he was out um until I could bring him back. Uh, and we, so we were both in the building and another squad of two had come into the building and they had killed him. I was up on like the top floors. They were like towards the bottom. Um, so they had killed him. So like, I was like, fuck if I like run around, they're going to hear me. Uh, so I'm gonna, like, I'm going to try and like wait this out and see what happens. So I was in the bottom floor. I climbed up into that vent and I was like, fuck, like, I didn't realize that like you could see it from the outside too. I was like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to die. Like they could come from the outside. They could come from the inside. I just don't know. So I like posted up in the corner to where I could kind of like see the room and the outside both. And I hear them like running around. They're just running all over this building. I'm, I'm assuming they're looking for me. Like they just can't find me, but I just hear footsteps like running all over the building. Um, and then at one point, like somebody else ran in and they killed them too. Uh, and so then they're like still running all over the building trying to find me. And it, a couple times it sounded like they were like right next to me. They were just like right on the other side of the wall, just not in the building or not the room that I was looking at. Yeah. And then, and then Evan, both of them together run into this room that I'm looking at. Neither one of them see me. I'm sitting in the vent looking right at them. Neither one of them see me. So I like as soon as they both run in, I open fire on the one dude that I've got the clearest shot on. Got a couple headshots and downed him. And then I like the other guy still hadn't reacted. So just I just running still. Yeah. So, well, he like he like ran to the corner, but like he ran to the corner right under the vent that I was in because he still didn't know where I was shooting from. So I finished his teammate off because I didn't have a clear shot on him yet. So I finished his teammate off that was down. And when I finished him off, all I heard was, he's in the fucking vent, moron. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I popped out of the vent a little bit, shot that guy in the head uh, and finished him both off. And it was that, my favorite thing that's happened, I think, in Warzone ever. <laughs> it's just one of those moments like he looks up and and it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so that was, that was fun. Um, it was, it was a nice little two piece. I brought Michael back. I think we ended up in like the top five in that game, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun little sequence of events. Um, and then the other quest that we took on this week was either score five goals in one match in rocket league or 10 in a game of NHL. Um, and you scored nine. Yeah, I was actually pretty surprised about it. And this is the the crazier thing about it too is it was literally the first game. We I think it was Tuesday or something. So right after our podcast, I'm like, you know, challenge is fresh in mind, why not? And I was so determined to get there. I'm like, the challenge though is like if you if you just blew the person out 10 to 1, like 
you're lucky if you even get past a five goal lead. Mm -hmm. This guy hung with me though the entire time, which like I always felt like I had a comfortable lead, but it would be literally like a face off goal and then I'd score another goal and then he'd get two goals back. Like it was it was back and forth the whole game. I never felt like I was gonna lose the game. But uh at the end of it, I mean I'm literally nine like I, I had nine goals by the third period around halfway mark so i still had like about 10 minutes in the game which probably translates to about two minutes of in like real life to get one more goal and had a power play hit the post had two breakaways missed both of those oh, no. um and i don't know if I, I think i've hit the 10 goal mark once but i'm, I'm relatively disappointed because like it was the perfect opportunity the guy didn't lose like a huge lead or anything or didn't wasn't losing by too much and uh, still couldn't pull it off and wasn't able to to break anything beyond that. Yeah, so like he wasn't behind by too much to where he was like, ah, fuck it, and just quit. Exactly. He you felt know? like he was in the game. I was like, yeah, no, you're not catching up, buddy. Like, I'm <laughs> getting these 10 goals was, and winning this game. just enough to like... <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, nine is, still, nine is still pretty impressive. I like, I, I haven't played NHL for a very long time, but like... From what I remember, seventeen goals is ridiculous. So you never see that in real life. That's very unlikely. Um, so for my part in Rocket League, I ended up being able to. I scored exactly five goals um, in two competitive matches. One of those was a one v one. Um, but that's that's pretty difficult as well. Like just your so like just yourself, like our team. I think oh for sure the game that we scored five goals um it was a 2v2 match and the game that i i scored five goals in i think our our team total was like eight so my teammate scored three um and that honestly was a game like that was kind of a blowout i think they had two goals so i i'm not sure why they ended up playing the whole game like that's definitely a game i would have forfeited but uh they hung with us and we finished it out so and then gotta give them a pat on the back that's good sportsmanship yeah, yeah um and then the, i was very proud of the 1v1 though that was that was tighter that was a 5 to 3 game I, I scored 5 goals in that game and uh i'm terrible at 1v1 and ended up pulling that out oh speaking of i don't know if i gave this update on the podcast i said i was training for a 1v1 tournament um did i did i say that last week did we talk about that last yeah, week yeah and that you couldn't get into the tournament. okay i did say that okay yeah i was disqualified because apparently it's only for students that registered for the fall 2020 semester <laughs> and i'm registered for january 2021 so um yeah so that's that's what i got to see this week um so here are <laughs> you already added my compiled list of games i haven't finished in this oh yeah past list so here's the ones we've got um on the docket for uh for the coming week so we can pick one or two of these uh, who can get the most concurrent views on a stream this week? Uh, finish one game this week. Hit top 10. In you might Warzone. want to throw that under your list there. <laughs> um, you know, I, I will take that challenge. I think I'm I, I'm right at the end of Red Dead 2. I might just jump in and finish that. Just, so just, I will yeah, take just, that challenge. Uh, hit top 10 in Warzone using only green floor loot. I'll take that one. That one yeah. seems pretty tough. Um. And then this, not necessarily for this week, Evan, but I thought it might be fun at some point to play a game, a video game, Who Am I? What uh, is this game? And both of us, you know, challenge each other. So essentially it's it's sort of like 20 questions, but you're picking a character from oh. any video game. And then the other person asks a series of questions to see if they can figure out who you are. 
based on your answers to those questions. I'd be down for that. It seems pretty cool. So, um, one of these, one of these coming episodes, we can both pick a character and then come in and play a, a game of video game. Who am I at the end of the episode? I like it. Um, all right. So yeah, I guess the, the two that I'm doing is finish a game this week and, uh, I will, I will also take the top 10 in Warzone using green floor loot. I'll see if I can do that this week. That was um, a bonus. If we get any swears, we'll drop them in here as well and see yeah. what we get out of this. Yeah. But we'll, yeah, that'll we'll be a tough one. of craziness we can get up to. Now, um, just to be be sure and mm-hmm. or clear on this, it is green loot from start to finish. It is not like, oh, I picked up green loot at the end and won or got top 10. Like, so we I, all the way through. With so I, I guess... We can decide that now, but what I was thinking was green loot start to finish. So, like, nothing better than yes, a green gun I agree. from the beginning, like, all the way through. Which means that it's probably going to be, like, iron sights. It's probably going to be a fucking, like, kilo with iron sights or, like, a AK with iron sights. Ruin. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. But um, or maybe an SKS. But, yeah, iron sights regardless. That sucks. Yeah. Well. So, we'll see. I... You know, and that's that's in any mo- any mode. So you could do like solos, duos, trios, quads. Um, but yeah, top ten of Warzone using just green floor. Loot. We should probably have a, a a kill limit on that though too, because if we or like basically the goal not to camp the entire time. Like you will have to camp more than likely just as a strategy to make it that far. But I feel like you need to at least get one kill with said gun. Oh like, yeah, let's yeah. Set I, the bar low. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, at least, yeah, let's say at least two, two kills. Two. We'll do two. Two kills. Yeah. yeah. Don't get crazy. Yeah, because you, you could conceivably just kind of hide all the way to the, the final 10. Like, you just play edge of circle and lurk. Yeah, that's not going to be an exciting game there. No. Okay, I'm excited about this. Let's see if we can do this. Um, Evan, any final thoughts, any takeaways from our convos today don't work 80 hour weeks it's bad for your health a pipe could kill you um (laughs) if you put in good effort in your story writing you'll get promoted to co-president of naughty dog that one not totally true but if you if you do good work you're gonna you're gonna do okay in life like i I love seeing the success of that man and i hope he's not like a huge douchebag too like that would suck like he's just abusive to his staff or whatever from what i understand he is a delightful person everything i've heard about him so uh for me it's it's funny you say that because similarly for me like i was thinking about this this week in like i literally saw this story about neil Druckmann. And I was like, man, he's fucking killing it. And then I was like, you know what? He's been killing it though. Like, Mm -hmm. and what, what I think is cool. I was thinking about this, like the people that you see, like that are getting notoriety, like Neil Druckmann just got promoted. Um, or like any actor, like, um, I just, I just listened to an episode of Pete Holmes's podcast where he interviewed Oscar Nunez from the office. He played Oscar in the office. And, uh, he was like telling his story about like all the stuff he did before the office. And I was like, he would like, we see these people acting or like we see Neil Druckmann getting promoted and we're like, man, he's killing it. Mm-hmm. And like, but the, the reality is like Oscar Nunez was killing it for years before he got recognized. Neil Druckmann was killing it for years before he got promoted. And like he, he was just doing quality work. Um, 
That's the story of so many people, though. Like, you see their successes, and I want that. But, like, you don't realize all of the shit that they had to go through beforehand. Like, trying to think of, like, a really notable example, but there's been several people who, like, in a crazy, weird, like, turn of events, like, that audition that got them this show, like, maybe they were doing good work before, maybe they weren't, but, like, like, they just continued to put the effort in and finally, like had their chance and that's like the thing that took them to whatever yeah. next level that was yeah. like people being homeless like quitting their jobs whatever like a lot of sacrifice yeah is is at play before you ultimately you know cross the finish line of whatever success is for you yeah and that's not to say that like luck has no part in it like you know there there is like a, a, a level of opportunity that oh, you know, has sure. to happen but you know, if, if you have been putting in the work and then that opportunity comes, like it's, it's going to happen for you. Like, but that's, that's what I think is so cool. It's, it's all the, like behind this, it's, it's the years of consistent, hard quality work mm-hmm. that somebody does. And then it like you, people finally see it, but like, like people like Neil Druckmann, like he, he has worked for years and years and years, probably decades to hone his like storytelling skills to a point where like he's got this notoriety and like this position now, you know, actors, performers, you know, whomever. Um, I, I just think it's really cool. So I, I like to think about the, just all like all of the killing it that happens before somebody recognizes that you're killing it. So, and not to be too self aggrandizing, but you know, I, I think if you and I keep working hard at this podcast, it could be something pretty cool. So, and I don't think we would be shitheads too whomever we get to work with hopefully yeah i I would hope not uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna declare it right now evan if we ever end up with a staff we're not gonna crunch we will never require crunch and then we'll tweet about it six months later we had to crunch we'll say you know this one time we had to do it we just had to get it is what it is (laughs) (laughs) um well dude this was a great episode i think um, definitely shorter than last week's. Uh, this this may be like sort of an average time, I think, for us from now on. But um, listeners, thank you for sticking with us. This has been episode two of Casual Sweats. If you have any questions, concerns, corrections, ideas, thoughts, if you have games to add to our Game of, game of the Year list, nominations and discussion, send those in. You can do that at facebook.com slash casualsweatspod. You can do it at casualsweatspod at gmail.com. Um, and that is it for this episode stay sweaty my friends